0: So, how long have you been Ant-Man again?
1: Not long. It just sort of happened.
0: I wish I could
2: fight bad guys like you.
0: I seem to mess it up almost every time.
2: Maybe you just need someone watching your back. like a person. Dr. pin I actually heard what happened to you. You opened up the quantum realm. That's when his crazy creepy ghost who like walks through walls and stuff. Stole your tech. And now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Who would have believed that in your hour of need you would turn to us? Not Because me. I mean, we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. The only chance we got it is both a deal Ant-Man and the Wasp teaming up follow my lead she seems more intense no, no.
3: you go low I'll go high
2: I have wings why would I go low we're gonna die I don't wanna die we didn't die hey what'd I miss we were just tiny it
4: takes to make a thing go right.
3: I was partners with Hank on a project called Goliath how big did you get my record, 21 feet. You?
2: 65 feet. 65. If you two are finished comparing sizes... 65. Ah! Episode 240. There's a ready
3: It's a trap.
2: Good topic, good attack. Do we love it? Hey, let's make it race it lesson. Break it up for where parties of culture spill over like a vulture carry over. Culture pushed over top culture. Leftovers. And with the uncooled kids. What's his day's already been said? Left over the only talent is the band that's singing. That is possible for leftovers.
3: You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one.
5: Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jake. I'm Jason. And we're, we're the, the leftovers. leftovers. <laughs> oh my God! Welcome back, Jason. Thank you. Absolutely, Thank you, we are not alone this week. I, you know, I feel like, like like I'm just brushing that off. <laughs> Jason hasn't been on an episode in well over a year, and I'm just like, yeah, moving on to our next guest. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but, I don't blame uh, you. Yeah, we've got uh, Mr. Luther Shaver. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. Good to be here.
5: Absolutely man. All right, so we are joined together today to talk about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Don't worry, we're going to get caught up with Jason after the after the initial Ant-Man and the Wasp talk is over. I want to talk to Jay about all the things that he's been watching, if he has been watching anything. <laughs> And get caught up, get 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 caught up with them. But we're here today to talk about Ant Man and the Wasp. So we are going to have spoilers throughout this episode, and I'm going to basically play our spoiler warning to just let everybody know that we're going to be jumping into them very shortly.
2: This is a pop culture leftovers spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your decal. You have been warned. Spoiler pussies.
5: Turn turn up the volume. There we go. I hate that little ding-a-ling noise every time. (laughs) I don't know how to get rid of it. I'm sure there's a way. But every time I turn up the volume, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, guys. This is the twentieth uh, film to be released by Marvel Studios for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and is Chapter Eight of Phase Three in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know. Like Kevin Feige has been saying, like we aren't. It's it's not about Chapter Four, like or uh, Phase Four. Mm. So it's like I think that he only had planned like the first three phases, but I feel like this is okay. This is Chapter Eight in Phase Four. So. That would mean that Captain Marvel is chapter 9, with Avengers 4 being chapter 10, and then it just feels like the natural progression would be to move into phase 4, starting with Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. Yes. Mm. But he's never confirmed that there will be a phase 4. So, I I, I think that that wasn't in the plans, but I think like once we get there, he's gonna be like, welcome to phase 4. You know, I think that's Mm. what we're...
3: Yeah, I think, I think it's a part of keeping whatever's going on in the Vidras 4 a secret as well too. Yeah. Okay, it makes it a little bit more hazy if it's not definitive that it's phase 4.
5: <laughs> keeping, keeping everything secret about phase 4 that Amy Pascal is not yeah. like letting yeah. everybody know about. Yeah. Uh, so. Phase 4 will have silver, silver sable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh Ant Man and the Wasp replaces uh Captain Marvel in the uh July 6th, 2018 release date, originally marked by Marvel Studios. So the guys, we were originally supposed to watch Captain Marvel on, you know, the 5th and 6th, and mm-hmm. so instead we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp here. Um, this movie was announced three months after Ant-Man was released. And due to Marvel's packed Phase 3 lineup, they had to move the release dates of Black Panther and Captain Marvel. So those moved. And I I honestly feel like it's kind of worked to the benefit of both films. I really do. I think Mm. this being the movie right after Avengers Infinity War, it really worked. And we're going to talk about like Stick around, because at the end of the podcast, we're going to talk about how Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to affect... The future, definitely going into Avengers 4. And guys, it has to deal with, it has to deal with, uh, the quantum realm, it has to deal with the quantum tunnel, uh, time vortexes. There are lots of things that we've got to talk about and break down. And I have just been kind of like, over the past three days, I've seen the film three times now, over the past, you know, three, four days, I have just been going over it, and I'm getting new stuff out of it every time I watch this movie. Mm -hmm. So really need to unpack that later on in the episode. Um, Synopsis. uh, In the aftermath of Captain America Civil War... Scotland grapples with the consequences of his choices as both a superhero and a father. As he struggles to rebalance his home life with his responsibilities as Ant-Man, he's confronted by Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym with an urgent new mission. Scott must once again put on the suit and learn to fight alongside the Wasp as the team works together to uncover secrets from their past. Guys, we're still two and a half years, almost two and a half years later, we're still dealing with the ramifications of Captain America Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like the definition of a slow fucking burn (laughs) but but, but with so much right well yeah like this is what they're missing in some of these other universes that we've seen where these studios are trying to set up their universe Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, they're not
3: taking their time with it man results now results now is what the other like studios want it seems like that song i want a man with a slow hand
5: (laughs) (laughs) that song is about kevin feige right right yeah okay Uh, this movie is directed by Peyton Reed, who also, you got that song stuck in your head, do mm-hmm. you, <laughs> uh, it's directed by Peyton Reed, who also directed the first Ant-Man film, he's back, uh, written by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, and Paul Rudd himself was also involved in writing this, uh, this film. It stars Paul Rudd, of course, as Scott Lang Ant-Man. Evangeline Lilly is Hope Van Dyne the Wasp, Michael Pena back as Luis, Walton Goggins as Sonny Birch. This is the second time actors Walton Goggins and Hannah John Kamen have worked together uh they previously appeared in Tomb Raider uh she played the character of Sophie in Tomb Raider and she's also Ghost in this film uh Bobby Cannavale uh is back as Paxton Judy Greer is back as everybody's mother. She just—they just, just love to cast her in the role of the mom. She was the mom <laughs> in Jurassic World. She's also the mom here. Yeah, everybody's mom. Judy Greer's. I like Judy Greer though. Me too. Mm-hmm. I do like her. She could be my mom. That's uh, fine. Ti is back as she going to be your, your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She could be my mom. Wow, you've got some real Freudian issues. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, T.I. is back as Dave um, Dave Dasmalkian is back as Kurt uh, this marks the second MCU film after Thor Ragnarok to have a female as the leading antagonist with uh, Hannah John Kamen as Ghost or Ava uh, in the comics Ghost has never fought Ant-Man never this really? has never been done in the comics also in the comics Ghost and Sonny Birch were primarily enemies of Iron Man
3: Oh, okay. Yeah.
5: They're switching it up here. So, um, Abby Ryder Fortson as Cassie, uh, the daughter, I, I, I'm, this has nothing to do with my rating, but I love this little girl. She is so cute and so adorable.
3: Yeah. She's Um, charming.
5: Gosh, she's so good. Um, and uh, I want to talk about Cassie Lang later and her role going forward in the MCU. Uh, we've got Randall Park as Jimmy Woo. Uh Agent Jimmy Wu in the comics formed the Agents of, Atl- of Atlas. I almost said Atlantis, like Namor and shit, uh, <laughs> formed the Agents of Atlas, a superhero spy team. So this possibly sets up the Agents of Atlas in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know if they're going to do anything with that. It's a weird team. We've seen weird teams with yeah, the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Um, but like that team was consisted of Namora, uh, Venus, Marvel Boy, Gorilla Man, M-11, the human robot, and then Jimmy Woo himself as... <laughs> So I it's that's fun. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't think they're going to be doing anything with these guys. <laughs> uh, Michelle Pfeiffer uh, as Janet Van Dyne um, for the role of Janet Van Dyne. Uh, Evangeline, Evangeline Lilly had Michelle Pfeiffer on her wish list to play Janet, and Michael Douglas had expressed the desire to have his wife Catherine Zeta Jones play Janet. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. And then Sharon mm-hmm. Stone was actually considered uh, for the role of Janet Van Dyne. So that would have been kind of like a what was that? What was that movie they did Basic together? Instinct. Basic Instinct. Yeah, maybe,
3: yeah I kind of like it. Maybe the wasp uncrosses her legs. <laughs> they could have used that, like, de-aging technique. Yeah, so, like, yeah. yeah. Now, now. <laughs> the de-ager of a JJ. Wow. The, uh, <laughs> she's got a
5: very taut v- JJ. <laughs> 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 Took about 25 years off that bad boy. Um, also, the, the casting of Michelle Pfeiffer is kind of creepy, uh, because she and Paul Rudd played lovers in the movie I Could Never Be Your Woman from 2007. So, but in this film, She's playing his love interest and partner's mother, so. Good fan fiction coming there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is Dr. Bill Foster. This is Lawrence Fishburne's third comic book series after Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, where he voiced the Silver Surfer and, uh, the DC Extended Universe, where he plays Perry White. Uh, Michael Douglas is Dr. Hank Pym. Uh, and that's your cast. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has a runtime of 118 minutes and an estimated budget of $130 million. I got that figure from the numbers.com, and it was also confirmed by ScreenRant.com. Director Peyton Reed revealed to—oh, yeah, check this out. Director Peyton Reed, I just found this out today, he revealed to Screen Junkies that he wanted to have Rick Moranis cameo in the first Ant-Man film. He said, uh, we actually at one point attempted to get Rick Moranis' cameo in the first movie, still during the period, I think, where he wasn't doing so much acting. Do you think, like, he would have, like, ran... Like, honey, I shrunk the kids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm, yeah. would there have been, like, a scene of, like, Paul Rudd in, like, a Cheerio spoon like with milk and or you know like what are they what are they, what are they gonna do with Rick Moran is he gonna is he gonna be like combing through his lawn
3: and see like Paul yeah. Rudd there yeah. very much like a Stanley cameo right he just he's one of the few people to see you know small Paul Rudd go by and do yeah. something something stupid like that yeah mm. and
5: end up on his windshield or something yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, yeah, guys, uh, we are going to go ahead and rate this movie now, and if this is your first time listening, we want you to be familiar with our rating system.
2: The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party.
5: All right, Luther, we are going to start off with you, my man. What did you think about
2: Ant-Man and the
5: Wasp?
1: Um, I had low expectations of this movie going into it. I knew it was going to be a different kind of vibe than the epic uh, Infinity War that we had before it. So I went into this with uh, really low expectations, and I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, there were a little uh, t- a little couple of things I found weird with the plot that I didn't really understand. Uh, I'm going to need some clarification about the quantum realm when we when we break it down later. Um but there were a couple of things that were a little uh, cookie cutter to me. But
5: I give this movie a high a tasted. High tasted. All right. So we yeah. got a high taste it from Luther. Yeah, I definitely as we unpack this movie, I want to know more of like what your problems with the plot were. Maybe we can kind of like fill those in or like maybe it's something. Yeah, that, totally. You know, because I don't know. I I've seen the movie three times now and I'm still getting new things each and every time uh, that I watch it. Jay, moving on to you, my man. <laughs>
0: um, <clears throat> well, as as you know, that I, I hated the first one. I <laughs> did not like it whatsoever. Was it a toss it for you? I believe I tossed that. Yeah, yeah. one of the few I think just straight it, up tossed it. it might Didn't have like been, it. Yeah. Um, sorry about that, but uh, so yeah, going into this, um, I kind of I kind of gathered that this tone was going to be different but at the same time like walking into it knowing that I was pleasantly surprised by it at the same time um, and and I I kind of wrestle with my my rating on it because I do I do have problems with it but it's from you know there there's a couple different perspectives I could take on the movie so um I would say just based on watching it for the. I only saw it one time. Yeah. Uh, just just watching it for the first time, um, I would give it a high taste. It. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And um, is,
5: is 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 it the fact that like basically like they were already into production with the first Ant Man film and then. Peyton Reed comes in there and, like, finishes the movie. I don't, I mean, I'm trying to, you know. Yeah, well, Well. I mean. Me, me and Jake only gave the first Ant-Man a taste. It, yeah. Like, we were, like, after that was over, we were kind of like, I want the Edgar Wright version of this movie.
0: Yeah. I I was extremely disappointed with that, with that first movie, but I would say this, this is what I wanted from the first movie, and, you know, I mean, unfortunately, it's the sequel, but for me, this feels like the fresh, like, start on it. I, I would have liked it if we saw him in civil war for the first time. I would have been okay, you know without that I don't know i don't there's things I like about the first I don't hate it, yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't know this one this one for me is rewatchable, so that that's that's a high taste of for me otherwise I wouldn't I would just say that makes sense you know that makes sense yeah me. if it's if it's rewatchable. I would watch this again. Like, yeah. I would be excited to watch this again, yeah. which I can't say about the first one. Yeah.
5: There's movies that I will watch, like, you know, when we may do these, I watch all these Marvel movies at least two to three times before oh, we yeah. record. Yeah. And even if I hate it, it's like I'm back in there watching it again yeah. just to make sure that I hated it. Right. But, uh, Jake, what did you think about Ant-Man and the Wasp?
3: Oh, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. You brought up, Brian, that me and you both kind of tasted it. Yes. In middle of the road. Um, it was hard not to think about wanting that Edgar Wright version After, you know, it was kind of a cookie-cutter movie with the cookie-cutter Marvel paint-by-numbers humor in that first one. But I was kind of really looking forward to the second one. I'm a big fan of Evangeline Lilly uh, from her Lost stuff. And I really thought, you know, Peyton Reed doing a second movie and not having to come in and do this, like, kind of quick redo job and make a brand-new movie, having a little bit more time, would really kind of maybe, you know, show me something and knock me off my socks. But... Man, I really did not like this movie at all. This actually might be my least favorite Marvel movie, and oh. I am going to toss it. I was really disappointed with it. Um, I just felt like nothing had any weight to me. It was like two hours to get to a foregone conclusion that I already knew was going to happen with the whole Janet Van Dyne character. Um, I thought there's a lot of talented actors who acted very well in this movie, but there was just zero really like character evolution with any of them. I mean, this stuff changed from movie one to movie two, but within this movie it was just, everyone was super vanilla and bland and boring to me, and it felt like a lot of jargon moving from point A to point B. I'm really fascinated, Brian, now that you've seen it three times, to like hear a little bit more about how the jargon is actual Marvel science, but for me it was just really boring, and I thought the um, action set pieces were nothing spectacular, and didn't really hold my attention. Um, I didn't think any of the jokes were all that great. I I was just like a really grouch during this movie. I thought the only thing, ironically, that was really dramatic and made me gasp and have any weight in this movie was the first post-credit sequence, which I Mm. thought was spectacular. Um, If I could just rate that, I would Tupperware that entire sequence. But everything before it, I tossed. It was one of the most needless exercises in a Marvel movie I've ever seen. It felt like a hack job. I wish they would have let someone talented and someone with a vision deal with such imaginative characters and cool concepts.
5: It feels like you are kind of comparing the first two Ant-Man movies to the first two Thor movies, and that we're in desperate need of a changing of the director
3: guard here, like a Taiko Atiti to come in here and shake things up. I 100% co sign what you're saying there. Yeah, I thought this movie, like, I, it, there, we'll talk about it a bunch and we'll unpack it. Yeah. And I'm not a hypocrite because there are things that I did enjoy and yeah. like seeing and everything. But man, it's just like you only get one shot at a lot of it, this stuff. And this just felt like a big, a big waste, a lot of, of a lot of these really cool concepts by a very non-visionary director who showed me a lot of very boring stuff with cool concepts and actors. What a waste of cool concepts and great actors, in my opinion. Toss it. Wow, toss it. I uh,
5: My rating changed for this every time I watched it. I watched it three times, and my rating changed literally every time I watched it. Um, I absolutely... Uh, Going back and, then, and watching it the, the second time and the third time, I, I loved the action in this movie. There was the, the original wasp fight scene in the kitchen, mm-hmm. which some of that was in the trailers, but a lot of it wasn't. It was nice to see Evangeline Lilly being able to just like Fight the way she does, kick ass, and not have to do like the Scarlet—not uh, the Scarlet Witch, uh, the uh, Black Widow. Like I'm gonna kick you now. Here's my ass. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, oh it was God. just like a boot to the fucking face. Guys go flying. Yeah. yeah. And I was just I, the way she, the impact when she was hitting those guys, and the way that she would shrink and 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 then grow big. And you know, just bounce all over the place. I, I was blown away by the fighting choreography in this. It was not as good as Captain America: Civil War um, or Winter Soldier, but it was very close, in my opinion. The car chase scene at the end of the movie was fantastic, in my opinion. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I, I loved everything in that. I had a problem after the second time I watched this movie of like. Why do we? Even, I just want more Ghost. Yeah. Why do we have Sonny Birch in this movie? I love Walton Goggins. Why do we have Sonny Birch in this movie? Mm. Why Why are they forcing him in there? And then I figured it out. Like, okay, uh, there's a line at the beginning of the movie where he said he drops something that's very important that I think is going to tie in masterfully, hopefully in the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But then I was also thinking to myself this chase scene at the end of the movie wouldn't have fucking happened had you not had sonny birch and his guys there it wouldn't have happened i mean in order to get that it would just been ghost going after him so i'm like okay i I, i'll forgive that now it's like because i did want more ghost i wanted a lot more ghost Mm -hmm. i I thought hannah uh, john Kamen was fantastic in the role um i think that this movie was pretty masterful as far as like uh, separating itself from Iron Man 2 Iron Man 2 wants to set up this whole like all these different things, we're introduced to Black Widow, we're introduced to all these new things in Iron Man 2, setting up the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I thought that this movie kind of organically did that really well setting up all these future things, the quantum stuff, it's going to come into play in the Captain Marvel movie, we're going to talk about that And it doesn't sacrifice its own story, in my opinion, except for maybe like getting to know Ghost a little bit more. I mean, I felt like, you know, if you're going to compare Ghost to the villain that we got in Black Panther, you know, they gave Michael B. Jordan a lot of face time. And he deserved it. That character was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I felt like she is, I don't think, this is not the last we're going to see a Ghost, though. Um, What I hated about this movie and what I hated about the first movie was a lot of the humor a lot of the humor just did not land for this in this movie for me. I I hate I hate and I know I am in the minority here. Everybody loves Luis. Everybody loves Michael Payne as Luis. He's oh, yeah. fast talking, you know, he's fast talking, he's witty, he's you know, he's he's just rattling shit off like, you know, a mile a minute and I I, I get sick of him and his whole crew. His whole crew. <laughs> we got fucking uh Transylvanian Elvis. And fucking T.I. The Bobby uh, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, dude. I I got so sick of fucking Elvis Dracula, and then um, T.I. was fine. I, I mean, but I mean, I don't know. I, it, it's just Michael Pena's comedy. Like, so I get it. Like, if you, my theater was going nuts. Mm-hmm. This guy's rattling off shit, mm-hmm. and yammering on, and people are just like <laughs> chuckling. I, I get it. It's just not my humor. Like, I don't fall into that, like, you know what I mean? Like, some people watch a certain comedy and they love it, and then I'll watch it and I'll be like, I don't like it, Mm -hmm. or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So... I am, though. My rating changed each time. First time I watched it, it was a low-taste-it. Second time, it was a taste-it. And this last time I watched it, it's a high-taste-it now. <laughs> I, overall, I did enjoy the film. And I think it, ta- it took me those additional viewings to kind of appreciate some of the things that were actually happening within the movie that were kind of lost on me the first time. Because I'm, I was literally concentrating too much on how much... I hate Luis in this movie. Yeah. Like that, that first time I watched it, I was just like, Oh my God, I wish someone kill him. And that, you know, spare me from listening to this fucking chucklehead, Mm -hmm. the entire movie. And, and the second time, I'm like, okay, I've already seen all his shit. Let me let me dive in deeper into, like, what's going on here with Quantum Realm, the quantum entanglement, vortexes, um, you know, uh, TARDIS grades and stuff like that that I want to talk about later. And I, I kind of got deeper into the story. I got more lost in the story of Ghost. And some of the things so it went up for me each time and i actually really enjoyed it more the second time and even the third time i found myself just following along to the story kind of trying to block out Luis, you yeah. know yeah
3: <laughs> i can't even argue with you if my opinion is fucking <laughs> yeah i think of we're all in agreement are we too. Yeah.
5: if, if, if there's a luis free cut of this movie yeah I would it, it might even be a Tupperware for me
3: exactly I don't get why you even need a character like that like it, I, I said it for the first they're cartoon,
5: movie he, they're all cartoon characters Jake <sighs> they act like they're all cartoon characters yeah
3: even Goggins kind of fits into that formula in this movie yeah. too for me and that kind of cartoon character mold and yeah. it, it's super annoying it's like you have Paul Rudd mm. in the lead like I'm fine with Michael Pena being in the movie but why is he the obnoxious comic relief like yeah. can't we find anything better for this guy to do yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap.
5: But I, 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 I wanna, so, wow, we, uh, three high its yeah. and then, and then toss it, and, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about these things, and we're gonna open this up, we're gonna unpack it a lot here. I, I, man, uh, one of the scenes starting off right from the beginning of the movie is, that I absolutely loved, was, this whole sequence of like original Ant-Man Hank Pym mm-hmm. and original Wasp Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. And yeah. the stopping of the missiles. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Like the de-aging that they did mm. on Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh my God. I Accurate. mean, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's even better than the Kurt Russell Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. Uh, de-aging that they did on Kurt Russell. Wow. I was just
3: kind yeah. of blown away by this. Yeah, it was crazy. I thought, I was telling Michelle after we saw it, the first ten minutes of this movie I thought were incredible. Like I was like by the time the movie was over, I was so upset that I'd forgotten that I was having a lot of fun in the first (laughs) ten minutes. And it was from the de aging sequence to immediately after the kind of the Paul Rudd musical montage moment that happens. I really was having a lot of fun for like the first ten minutes. Yeah. So yeah, that de aging is incredible. Michelle Pfeiffer just it was like, wow. It wasn't like she was like all the way back Batman Returns it was like she was dangerous minds yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 accurate as well yeah.
5: Luther what would you think about this whole sequence man
1: Uh, the opening sequence I thought was pretty dope Um, like I think Marvel does the de-aging very very well they've been doing it for a a couple of movies Um, and we've come a long way
5: since
3: since uh, Tron god that was so goofy Jeff in a cartoon Jeff Bridges and Tron yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I think they did a great job of it in Civil War 2 with Tony Stark at the beginning of that movie Um, but uh, the opening montage I thought was pretty tight Um, the one thing that i i I still i still gotta wrap my head around the quantum realm and the whole quantum entanglement shit
4: oh dude uh,
5: yes
1: that seemed like a stretch to me it seemed like a really big stretch and in turn the whole quantum realm the whole idea of it just became a little bit weaker to me because the quantum entanglement stuff just seemed like a, a really
3: really weird bad plot line and um yeah. I'm with Luther on this. The whole thing just seemed like a fucking oh, giant what? jargon fucking loophole of bullshit. I've to had a lot of fun. Whatever they wanted. I've had a lot of fun theorizing about the quantum
5: realm and the quantum entanglement. And they they actually, uh, we're going to talk about later, um, one of the consultants for the film was a um, uh, quantum physicist, uh, Dr. Spiros um, Mil- Michalakis is his name. And he's been a He's been kind of like a consultant on these films. And I'm sure, like, of course, they want to, you know, they they, as far as like his understanding of quantum physics and like what the MCU's understanding of quantum physics is are two different things. But I think like I think they are going kind of like the extra mile to get like an actual quantum physicist to kind of come in here and,
3: you know, bring some real science to this. I buy that. It it just—it doesn't like theatrically hold me, you know. Like the first time we're seeing this new universe, I want it to be like stunning. I want like everything to add up, you know, from the music to what we're seeing to the weight of of why we're even going there. And I just thought mm-hmm. we just kind of brushed past all that stuff. It was just yada yada jargon rather than something that really stuck It's
5: something with me. new. It's something new to us as the viewer. Like our first introduction to the Quantum Realm was in the first Ant-Man film. Mm-hmm. Our second introduction to the Quantum Realm was actually when uh, the Ancient One pushed Doctor Strange into the astral plane. And he went flying through different dimensions and universes. Well, it was confirmed by Scott Derrickson and I believe Kevin Feige that one of the realms that he went to was the Quantum Realm. And so I mean we 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 it's they have limited knowledge about this. And so I think like a lot of the knowledge that we're going to get out of this maybe going forward in the future might come from Doctor Strange if we get Doctor Strange going forward um in the in Avengers 4. I don't know how much we're going to get of him. Uh it might come from Wong might know a little bit about it. Um you know Bill Foster if he wasn't affected by you know the Thanos snap probably has a lot of knowledge about it. But I mean It's so new. It's so new that like when they throw these things out there, it's because they really don't have the science and the data behind the quantum realm yet. Because the only person that's ever really come back from it before this was, uh, Scott Lang. And like, he's not a scientist. He just used the blue disc. He had the blue disc. Yeah. And he was able to come back. So I I think it's such a new concept. But the way, like one, the way that I want to break it down when we kind of like end our review of this is kind of like, the quantum realm, the quantum entanglement, and what that means going forward in the future. And I,
3: I, th- it, that excites me. And I, I, I'm with you there. I'm not completely turned off by it, like, moving forward. I think a better writer can make it more interesting and something more special. But it, it just felt mm. very needless in this movie and just used to get to a very obvious point A to B. Hmm. I I like what it sets up, and we'll get into that later, but that's... It was like an airliner luggage stowaway compartment for the MacGuffin. We'll put her in the quantum realm and pick her up when we get to the end of the movie.
5: They've been setting this up for a while, though. I mean, she's been... as shes uh, You know, we found out about about her in the quantum realm in the the original Ant-Man film, and they've been really... I mean, quantum realm-focused as far as, like, it's actually going to show up in the... Uh, Dr. Spiros Michalakis, he was actually a consultant as well for Captain Marvel. So, like, this is a big part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. It's the micro-universe in the 616, and they couldn't use it – they couldn't call it the micro the microverse. excuse me, in the MCU because that is actually a property that's being used with the Micronauts. So – Of course, now they're
3: calling it the quantum realm within the MCU. And, yeah, that, that doesn't bother me. And it all adds up. I hear what you're saying. It's just like as a movie, none of it ever made me gasp, and I was never in awe of it, you know. Like, I I guess, like, to rewind uh, Black Panther, like, there was at least, like, three different moments the first time I saw that movie that I didn't see coming, Mm. that I was just like, whoa, plot twist, you know, swerve. And, I, you know, I'm not saying this movie has to be all that. Like, it doesn't have to be the Keystone Marvel movie that introduces all these, like, crazy plot twists. But if it's just going to be the charming, simple, fun movie, then it's got to at least succeed at that, too. And with all the over-the-top Michael Pena and crew comic relief. And I, it just... Oh, man. I, I hate to be the fucking Oscar the Grouch on this movie, but... <laughs> yeah, ouch. Like, yeah, I, I, mean, I hope the Quantum Realm is really cool moving forward, but yeah. Peyton Reed really fucking slopped it around like a fucking asshole, in my opinion.
5: I don't know. I saw this in uh IMAX 3D, and when we went to the Quantum Realm, when... It was that scene when you know uh, Hank Pym is sitting in the in that uh, vehicle. And he's going to go through the quantum tunnel. Like it looked incredible in IMAX 3D. Going through there, it looked the all of the quantum realm.
3: In my opinion, just looked amazing. So is it just is it the look of the quantum realm? I mean, or uh, the is look it- was definitely to me, boring. And it's like I don't feel like it's anything that really is going to stand out. I feel like it's a look that in five years, when there's better technology, they'll just alter the look because it it's not a very iconic look in the first place anyway. So no one will give a shit if we just make the quantum realm look. Even better special effects. I now. thought it was cool. Like, like I don't know. There
5: was the point where the where 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 he is going through, you know, the quantum tunnel, and he's shrinking. And as he's shrinking, he's not quite yet into. Uh, he might be in the quantum realm, but he's actually in the water. Mm-hmm. And we see they're called Tardis grades, mm-hmm. and they're those water bears. They're called water bears or whatever. And like those are real. Those little those like things that are swimming. Like you can uh, they're. Virtually like indestructible, yeah. like they can survive at like 200 below Celsius in and, outer space, and yeah. they can live in outer space. They yeah. can survive outer space. Like these things are very hardy, like things. And I was just like blown away by the look of those. And I don't know, man. I had a, lo- I, I don't know. I that's one part of this that I didn't have a problem with was the the whole look at the quantum realm. I thought that it's pretty incredible.
0: I I wasn't trying like I that that wouldn't have bothered me like. If it had been terrible, you know what I mean. Like I, I think, I think they set that up, and now it's here in the second film. But I I, I don't I don't think that in any way that it, it was like deteriorating of what I thought the the quantum realm was going to look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is the beginning stages. This is like a, we see a few seconds here and there. We see a little bit of the. You know the the atmosphere of the place, but like I don't know. I I just think they, I think it was like a good snapshot of what that, what that would look like. I don't know.
3: Can I tell you what plot point bothered me more? The quantum realm, like it can be saved. Like I agree with Brian. I'm not completely. I was bored to tears with it in this movie, but I'm not closed off with the fact that it could be used. Like I said, I Tupperware the end sequence. We could do cool stuff with the quantum realm still in the future moving forward. What really, and we got, I'm sure we got stuff to talk about like that moving forward and what the quantum realm is going to mean. But what really bothered me, a really dumb plot point to me was memories implanted into Ant-Man's character from Janet Van Dyne to help the other, you know, Hank and (laughs) Wasp <laughs> find them like all that was so dumb to me. It's like such a forced reason to get the gang back all together, and it felt just super lazy to me. And it just kind of added on to like the when when you're that lazy setting the thing up, it's obvious we're just going to lazily get to the obvious conclusion that you. See I just coming.
5: figured this is a comic book movie,
3: and it's it's basically
5: like quantum entanglement is this new thing that we're introduced to. And I was kind of like fascinated by the quantum entanglement and like what that can mean in future films. Um, it and the way that I think that it will go
3: forward in future films, um, and I think that that can be pretty cool. I, I it worked for me. Is quantum entanglement what they're calling the memories implanted into Paul yes. Rudd? Okay. Yes. okay. Basically, that's Basically, jargon. What happens here is you've got
5: Paul Rudd in the quantum realm. Janet Van Dyne in the quantum realm, okay, when they've both been to the quantum realm. So now that Scott is back on Earth and she's still trapped in that quantum realm, once the quantum tunnel is open, it opens up lines of communication because it's explained by Janet Van Dyne at the end of the movie when she's sitting in that little ship with Hank. She's like, being here for so long has caused evolution mm-hmm. on a cellular level. Like you're looking at, like we've got this character of ghosts. She's been a- affected by the quantum realm physically every day. Sh- her cells are being ripped apart and stitched back together. Now with Janet Van Dyne living there on a cellular level, she has evolved. She's, she's evolved. She's like not who she was anymore. So when the quantum tunnel is open, it can create that kind of like communication. Yeah. So it's basically she's acting as like an antenna through the tunnel, and I kind of found that fascinating in in a comic book movie in, in this comic book universe. So I was kind of intrigued by
3: quantum entanglement, but I I mean if that's not your if if you didn't like that I understand. I yeah, mean. I did not like that, mm-hmm. and I get. I'm very I'm also forgiving of very like high science comic booky things in comic book movies, but here it just felt like a crutch to me. It was like how oh he's got these memories. I guess we have to talk to him, even though we're really upset at this character. And but then nothing really ever came out of that either. Like too much. Like they were just oh halfway through the movie. I guess we're all cool with each other now, and maybe even we'll get possibly romantic in the future. Well, I mean you know he uh, did rescue them from you know they were
5: upset because he used the Ant Man suit, uh, broke the Sokovia Accords, and used their technology, and now they're wanted by, you know, uh, the FBI and, and, and everything. And so I, you know, I mean, it was one of those things where they were kind of like, they, they only wanted him for the knowledge that was in his head. And then, you know, exactly.
3: It's just the convenience of it all rubbed me the wrong way like that. Well, I guess we have to deal with them because the person we most care about has conveniently used this fucking technique to give us what we need inside of you, the person we most don't want to talk to. Yeah,
5: I mean, there was so "Eh." much stuff that I really enjoyed in this movie too that I thought Peyton Reed did a fantastic job with that I didn't see in the first movie I really enjoyed the whole plot line with like the him using magic and and misdirection being a part of this. Like, such a small thing um, that they threw in the movie. You know, like, okay, he's, like, sleight of hand and, like, using this magic and this misdirection. Well, that actually becomes, like, a big part of the story at the end of the movie where he's trying to evade, you know, like, uh, Agent Woo and then, you know, the big blown-up Ant-Man suit and then it falls down. And, like, they never reveal to us, like, how they got it to blow up that big and then fall down. It's part of the magic trick. It's all misdirection. And he even does it with Ghost when they're fighting, and then you know you've got uh, um, uh, the Wasp out there grabbing like the the building, you know the pin building, and I, I and he looks at her and says misdirection, and I was just like that's great,
3: I I really I thought that that was pretty fun and masterful. I mean, yeah, I won't argue too hard at that. I thought Agent Wu was actually surprisingly one of the more charming, funny characters in the movie. Um, the few times I did find myself smiling, it was at some of the Agent Wu antics. I laughed when we saw him trying to watch the same magic video too, and actually try to pull off the, yeah. some of the yeah. sleight of hand tricks. And yeah, yeah, the Agent Wu stuff was pretty fun, and the, the misdirection stuff was good. I, I laughed at it and at the beginning of the movie, and it did have a nice little payoff. I forgive Marvel science. I do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I normally
0: I don't think, think about
5: about it. It. I know, but you're saying like how convenient it is to the plot. I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And like what all these things are going to happen because they want it to happen that way and it felt forced to you. Yeah. I just kind of ran with it. I just kind of ran with it that I feel like Evangeline Lilly's The Wasp still had some feelings for Paul Rudd. I, she still had some feelings so that there was still forgiveness in her heart and... You know, she, but but she's very loyal to her father. And you could see how upset Hank Pym was the first time he sees Paul Rudd go into the laboratory and he just like looks at him, puts his head down in his laptop and then slams the laptop. He's like, this guy fucking sold us out, used my equipment, used my fucking equipment. And uh, now we're wanted by the FBI. We're living in this fucking,
3: you know, building and shit. Yeah. And I, I thought Michael Douglas definitely was given the most to work with. As far as any, like, real drama or weight of any character in the movie, Michael mm. Douglas definitely had the most to chew on in this script. Luther, I feel like you got something to say.
1: Um, I agree with what Jake's just saying right now. I believe that uh, Michael Douglas did have it, a lot of the characters in the movie. It didn't feel like there, there were consequences to their actions. Or there were ultimate consequences to their actions, but with Michael Douglas, it felt like the stakes were pretty high for his character and that there were severe or, you know, serious consequences for his character in the actions that he took. I
5: wholeheartedly agree with Jake. I, okay. I, uh, i you know, Jake, you talked about like a lot of things kind of like character arcs, you know. Things were set up from the past, but, like, nothing really moved forward. I guess – how did you phrase it with characters, like
3: – I didn't feel like within the confines of this movie, uh, all the characters were just very flat to me. Okay. Like, I, uh, there, and any evolution was just a very boring, predetermined evolution that see, anyone – See, I got something different out of this because it was it – was, I thought, I felt
5: like the introduction to Bill Foster, you know, basically we're, we're, you know, Hank Pym's not perfect and he's like basically like shitting on Paul Rudd this entire movie. Scott Lang, you've done this, you've done that. And we find out that, and we found this out with a lot of fathers in these Marvel movies that they're not perfect. We found out that the father from, you know, Black Panther to Chaka, he kind of, you know, what he did was wrong in Black Panther. You know, mm-hmm. and what he did was wrong there. We found out that Odin tried to cover up his bullshit with Hella, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking, fucking, uh, you know, changed the mural on the ceiling and shit. Fathers in the MCU are fucking up. And, and we've got Hank Pym here, who totally destroyed relationships with Bill Foster, never gave the guy any fucking credit, fired him. And then, on the flip side, the father of Ghost, Elias Starr, Ruins that guy's career. That guy's trying to make, trying to make a, a living for his family. And then he, and then he, you know, maybe with the help of Hank Pym, maybe that wouldn't have happened to her. Maybe with the help of Hank Pym, working on the project with them, if Hank Pym wouldn't just shut him off. Maybe that, that would never would have happened to that little girl. My, my only problem with the science in this movie is that like she's phasing through stuff as a little girl and stuff, but she's not phasing through the ground. Like why isn't she like (laughs) sinking down into the earth? Like she's in the core of the earth. Like she pops out in Japan or something. You know (laughs) what I mean? Especially
3: when they're like (laughs) establishing that she has very loose control over it. You think that'd be like one of the first things to go. Yeah. Like stability on the ground.
5: You know what they did set up that was really cool that I really enjoyed about her character is the fact that she was working I believe she was working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah. And she was kind of like an agent and doing, like, these missions, kind of like, like like Bucky was kind of doing for HYDRA. I wonder if those two went against each other at one time. Oh, yeah. Possibly within a mission because they were awakening him, you know, between these years. Also, could go show up in the Black Widow solo movie if it's a prequel.
0: Well, she was around. Yeah. She's okay. been around the
5: whole time. She's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. and Black Widow's possibly... You know, I don't know in the timeline how this works out, but if she's still brainwashed and doing stuff for the Russians, I'm not saying that she's going to be the villain. For the Black Widow solo movie. I'm just saying, like, there could be a scene, or maybe even, like, an Easter egg drop of Ghost. You know? I would hope so. I like so. that a lot. Yeah.
0: I would hope so. Continue that story a little yeah. bit, cause, like, she's been yeah. around this whole time. Like, what has she been doing? What, I wanna see more of her. Yeah. I wanna see more of her. I wanna see her, kinda, like, in her prime doing
5: her shit with S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, man. Mm. I was, I was blown away. I was blown away that Ghost, the, the, the way she was able to phase wasn't because of the suit.
0: Right. Yeah, oh that, yeah, that was an interesting twist.
5: That. What'd you say, Luther? I say
1: that kind of blew my mind too when they revealed that that the suit—it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the suit—that she was just naturally phasing and shit.
5: Yeah, yeah. the suit kind of helped, is what they said, like her to kind of yeah. control it. Because, like, once she got out of the suit, when she went back to their base out in the woods, and she's still phasing, and I loved that effect. Especially when she got angry. They Because, like, did, you yeah. would see, like, yeah. parts of her face, like, phase off, and, like, you could see her mouth open in anger. Her reaction. Man, the first time they introduced her in this movie, when she's fighting, it was almost like a horror movie. The way she's moving, that face... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, with the multiple eyes, it almost kind of looks like insect-like with a cloak on. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was just kind of like, "Oh my god, this is great!" I, w- I wanted more ghost, and there's. I understood why they did this stuff with Sonny Burch because we wouldn't have got that incredible fucking chase scene at the end of the movie. Yeah, and I thought that that was absolutely wonderfully choreographed.
0: It was. It was. I mean, but I, that's one of one of the weaknesses. I think is Walter Goggins' character in this film it was like give me yeah give me more ghosts give me more of that storyline as opposed to like this crime or and what 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 exactly was he even doing like, okay here's the thing extorting people here's the
5: thing yeah. Walton Goggins character in this movie we don't they set something up here and I think it's going to come into play into future movies mm. the thing is when he sits down with that first meeting in the restaurant his restaurant yeah. and he's talking to um, Hope when she comes in and they're going to do the exchange she wants to buy that quantum component, and he wants the money, but he's also like, hey, you lied to me. You said your name was Susanna. You're not Susanna. Your name's Hope Van Dyne. Your father's Hank Pym. My buyers are interested Uh, in Pym Technologies. We're going to buy you for a billion dollars. Who's the buyers? Who are the buyers here? Do we know who these buyers are? They've got to be somebody important going forward in the future. Storm
3: Industries. You think so? Uh, yeah, probably.
5: <laughs> I was thinking, like, Hydra's kind of like gone, right? Hydra's not yeah. a thing anymore.
3: Yeah, and if they were, they wouldn't be doing something so bold and on the surface like that. Yeah. Like, they, they'd have to be a little bit more, they'd have to have a front. And is it like HammerTech's not around, really, except for,
5: like, it's old HammerTech. Stuff that shows up in the Marvel Netflix shows, I think. Like, I
3: wish Justin Hammer <laughs> yes. played a big part. in Oh this God, stuff still. I love Sam Fuck. Rockwell. He was well. a
1: great character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he
3: fucking. Sp- I I love Goggins too, but he was just so cartoony. Like Sam Rockwell was a hundred times the same kind of sleazeball character that Goggins mm-hmm. was in this. Like well, who, to me, whoever the buyers are, like they've they bought out that FBI agent that was working
5: for them. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got they've got their. They're wealthy, a billion dollars
3: to buy PIM Technologies. Hmm. Hmm. It might be a clean slate. Like even they, they might not even know. They might have like three options of even who they could make because it really they don't have to have this one set in stone right now. Okay, right? think about this. Think about this, guys. Um,
5: could there
3: be scrolls on Earth right now? Oh yeah, yes. Yes. I, I, I co-sign that all day long. For sure. Okay, I, there's going to be characters that have will have been scrolled. Yeah since avengers one or possibly before we're going to find out characters have been scrolls okay so could the scrolls be the buyers Mm, that's interesting potentially yeah it's the same thing i was saying about hydra though they would need a front like they're not just the scrolls themselves aren't standing there you know and with the money they've got to have someone doing it for them so i wonder who that link is
0: hmm that's interesting. That that would be a cool connection between yeah. all of these movies. Sure. Like, who yeah. is the ringleader? You know what I mean. I'm just thinking like there could be just like you know
5: scrolls that have been here for so long yeah. and that have like I'm going to kill this guy, take on his it's a plan. I'm going to you know because they can shape shift. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look like said person that's CEO of whatever That'd and be cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> we are billionaires now. Um, Let's buy PIM technology and because uh, they're de- they're wanting they're wanting to get into bed with quantum technology. Yeah, they're like they're basically saying like nanotech is bullshit. We want we want in on quantum
3: tech. Yeah, it's the next big thing. It's the next big MacGuffin. <laughs> 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 um, can we talk about Ghost a little bit more? I, I didn't. um Ghost definitely wasn't the worst part of the movie to me. Um, I, I don't need more of it anytime soon. Um, But I didn't necessarily hate it. I thought the look and aesthetically it was really cool. Um, And not that I give a shit about this, but um, it was a big 180 from what it is in the comic, right? Yeah. Like that's – other than aesthetically, which was almost like 95% accurate, everything else was a complete 180, right? Because all I know is from – Like, the Thunderbolts run, and when Ghost was a part of that going on and everything. But I was pretty sure it was a completely different character. Like, the character was possibly even more far-gone... Than this character. There's a lot of changes that they made. Yeah. And and like I said, I'm not that is not a criticism or a complaint. I'm all about taking liberties with these characters and taking just cool we're concepts. We're not done. We're things. not yeah.
5: we're not done with this character. Like no. it's it's basically yeah, like, yeah. you know, at the end of the movie, we've got like Scott going into the quantum realm. His whole mission to go into the quantum realm is to get healing quantum particles for her. Yeah. I mean, I guess whatever you know, uh, Janet did was kind of like a temporary kind of fix. Yeah, so what they need did Janet actually do. <laughs> well, see the thing is, like that's the thing. We don't know. We don't know what she can do. She's been there for 30 years. She's talked about what she- she's evolved. We don't know. They don't want us to know yet, Luther. <laughs> yeah. she- she's in soul world right now. What is she gonna be able to do in soul world, okay? Without- <laughs> are her abilities gone now that she's in soul world? I mean we don't know. Like yeah, that it's fucked up. That, that part kind of, the of movie like
3: was awesome. What? That part of the movie was awesome. Like yeah, I said, I cover yeah.
5: where all that developed, mate. But I'm just saying, like, you know, she like she's a big question mark right now. Yeah. And that's what kind of like intrigues me about her character is like she's a huge question mark. Like what can she do? Right. They don't want to explain everything yet, man. This is this is This is the you know this is the first introduction really to this character man we got to save some of that shit
0: yeah
3: I get that I get that but it's just unfortunate like hopefully we do get that time and we do get like the passion for that character like written on screen instead of just being used as a giant MacGuffin that we got in this movie and an obvious one at that it was like never hidden from us it was foretold to us a movie ago that writing on the wall never changed one time and then you got the outcome that was foretold from the beginning. I
5: guess they could have swerved and said, you know what? Um hope I never really loved your mother anyway. Can we just leave the bitch in the quantum realm? I mean, that I I'm mean, not a cold-hearted asshole. That's not. What, that's not what I. Want. I just
3: wanted to make. Well, a, I, am a I wanted to make, I just wanted guy. to make a joke there, Jake. That's all that really was. I, I mean, that would have been bolder than what uh, they did. Hope. I would have applauded that more
5: than what I thought. We named you Hope because I hoped that your mother would leave us forever. Okay, all right, and uh, that wish came true. We're just going to leave her there. Okay, she was quite the neck. No. the... Thing, I, one of the things that I noticed, it was actually my, upon my third watch of this movie, like with the whole, like the, the, with the, with the missile crisis and the mm-hmm. missiles going off, when she goes quantum, and uh, she's going through, she's trying to go through, like, you know, between the particles, between the particles, she's going subatomic, he goes to grab her, mm-hmm. with his hand. Like he does, he says no, and he tries to grab her. Like I didn't notice that before in the yeah. first time. But yeah, he went to like try to grab her before she could go subatomic and then uh, you know, fuck up that missile. She saved thousands of people. She didn't give a people. shit, did she? She didn't give a fuck, dude. No, she knew what she no. had to do. Yeah. That was awesome. I loved no. I loved that whole like, you know, nineteen sixties fucking the look, the the suit. The way she looked, the way he looked, it was just awesome. And them talking to each other and communicating Mm -hmm.
3: back and forth. Oh, you're the the beginning beginning sequence it's just beautiful. Yeah, it was fucking gorgeous. I know. Yeah. I know. You're big. You're big. (laughs)
5: Like basically, like if this movie was a sandwich, you'd only like the two slices of bread on the outside. (laughs) The first
3: 10 minutes and like the last 45 seconds (laughs) were fucking Tupperware. Everything in between was just garbage to you. I get it. I could, I could tell Michelle was grouchy at me on the drive home for how much I disliked like that movie, she uh, she had a really great time. I'll tell you, man. I, uh, no,
5: Jake, I was with. you. I'm with you. The first time I watched this this movie was a low taste, and I went back again, and I just said, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay too much attention to Michael Pena and his, shen- <laughs> and, his and his fucking shenanigans. Back it up. I, 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 I just I just I, and then the third time, I, you know, like I'm I'm just I'm kind of like really digging like the for me the science was fun and it was just i'm sitting here and i'm listening to things that bill foster's saying i'm listening to stuff that you know janet's saying and like, i'm thinking like you know like oh my god i'm thinking of like like one two movies in the future i'm thinking like well how does this connect to captain marvel how does this connect to avengers 4 like and then and then they throw in action sequences like at the beginning of the movie and then we get like the the restaurant action sequence and like and then we get and then we get the uh the car chase scene and i'm just like the part of the movie that drove me crazy was the Michael Pena, <laughs> when he was talking in the other character's voice. Yeah. He was using his voice, but the other characters were talking through him mm-hmm. when he was giving his story yeah. to Sonny Birch after taking the truth serum. Yeah, uh, it
3: was truth serum. What a payoff. Oh, man. Did you guys um, – can we do a little trailer talk? Did you guys see any good trailers? Uh, no. Creed two. Uh, I, it was super weird to uh hear Morgan Freeman narrating the Nutcracker trailer. Did oh, I that? did
0: see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> you, you, they're
3: not going to make any decisions there? Make any changes? I guess I don't know. I mean, it's done, man. Yeah. They, they made that movie. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to get... What's his name? Who, who, who did they get to... Um, Christopher Plummer. Yeah, Christopher Plummer up in that bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> narrate this nutcracker movie, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, what if, what if he was accused? <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, just shut down all of Hollywood God. at that point. We got, we got nothing. We're done. Yeah, we're close shop. <laughs> just Sharknado movies from now on. Uh, who so. got, who got plumbed by Christopher? <laughs> That's the headline. As long as they got Will in the plumbed, it's all good. <laughs> Christopher cleaned his pipes. Um, <laughs> we should, I need to smoke after this time.
5: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's take a, uh, what, We'll, do, we'll take a quick break and come back and unpack this movie a little bit more. <laughs> Alright, hey, we are back. We're going to talk some more Ant Man and the Wasp. I, you know, there's a lot of, like, uh, a lot of fun stuff in this movie for me. I, 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 I Felt like they found some really fun and creative ways to make, you know, uh, Scott, you know, get small, get big. I, I love the fact that he was in the prototype suit that wouldn't work out. And yeah. one of the things that I did think was kind of cute and funny was the scene of him, you know, getting the they, they needed to get the original suit. And he figured that the original suit was in the, you know, the trophy that his daughter took to school. And they had to go to school. And like, you know, he shrunk anywhere from between two to three feet within that scene. And then also in the janitor's closet, he got real big. And just kind of seeing him like run around with the, uh, with the blue hoodie and running around like a kid. I thought it was, I thought it was funny, especially like, uh, like the, when he, was running down the stairs going into the van jumped up on the seat and they said, you know, are you, are you grumpy? Do you need a a juice box and some string cheese? And like the way that they filmed that was they actually, you know, they, uh, uh, on a soundstage, um, They had that the shot that we saw was the actual steps, but they filmed him on a, on a stage, a green screen stage, and they built like steps to that size, that scale. Mm -hmm. So we never actually saw the actual steps that he's stepping on. We only see like what they show us in that scene. And I thought everything looked pretty flawless, like with the way, with every size that they gave us, like this, you're trying to look and see if you can see the seams here with these suits. And I feel like in other Marvel movies, we see those scenes, like Black yeah. Panther, that final battle, as much as I love that movie, like when he's in Wakanda, it looks like, at first, it looks like just like a floating head on a CGI body, and then when they're mm-hmm. falling, you know, and fighting each other, it just looks like CGI suits, it looks yeah. like a video game, and then yeah. even post, you know, everything past Iron Man 2, where they're not using real suits, I think, we can see the seams. You can see that these are CGI suits, that these are not real suits. I felt like this movie did a great job of showing us, like, suits that are real. I think, for the most part, these are actual real suits that they're wearing throughout most of the film.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I I I think the CGI in this was amazing, and that's not what I was looking for going into this movie. And, and, I mean, I I think there's... I, I think that there's a problem... If I personally would place too much weight on this movie after seeing Infinity War, yeah, um, I, I think I would find a lot of faults with it. But like for me, like going into this movie was just this is a, this is a side story, and it felt more comic booky to me than a lot a lot of the Marvel movies. Like this was a different tone, this was a different feel, and it felt. It felt way more comic booky, but like, yeah, I could dissect this and and whatever. But like, CGI wise, like, I I, I found no fault with uh, with with the look of that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think this was a different look, a different feel. I don't know.
5: I mean, you're talking about, like, okay. I mean, if they're if they're actually talking to a quantum physicist as their consultant, and we're going into the quantum realm, I think I'm thinking like he's probably got to pay a part in like the aesthetic and how the quantum realm looks Mm -hmm. like i mean we don't want to get too kind of weird with it i mean there was moments where it was like kaleidoscopy and like it looked like glass refracting and stuff like that but like it did look like when he stepped out on it it looked like it was like on a microscopic level like Mm -hmm. he's walking onto like you know he's in between subparticles and just walking around and like it was crazy just like atoms or whatever
0: yeah this wasn't i I mean like I don't know, when it, going into Doctor Strange, yeah, I'm looking really closely at that. But, like, for me, this was just a continuation of the first movie, and we don't really have a good grasp of the quantum realm, necessarily. But I didn't think, like, I didn't think it was a weak portrayal of it, necessarily, either. Like, I, I don't know what I would envision the quantum realm. But, like, when I saw Doctor Strange and him going into the multiverse and all that, you know, whatever you want to call it... Like that made that definitely makes that's like what I would envision it as. But like for this, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily going into it thinking like this is how the quantum realm should should look like. And doesn't well, always well, we're always, it it, we're always it back on the quantum, to the quantum realm. realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> I just I want to talk about. Well, like, it's such a huge part of the. Uh, I know. Where this is going? I know. think at the end
5: at the end of the episode, I think all three of us are going to be in the quantum realm. <laughs> yeah.
0: I
3: like to like the stuff you were talking about, Brian. I, I actually did smile and laugh at the whole sequence where he was in the school getting the suit from the trophy. Yeah. Um. Middle middle sized Paul Rudd in the oversized blue hoodie, mm-hmm. walking and being very Paul Ruddy with his mannerisms and movements is definitely oh. one of the moments where I cracked a smile and laughed. Um. And I I too um what you're talking about with the special effects. Like, I know I went on and on about how thrilled I wasn't by the Quantum Realm, but yeah. that aside, like, all the actual, like, special effects, I, I, I think I agree with what you're saying, that you don't ever really notice them, which means they're really good. They're yeah. pretty flawless. Yeah. Like, all the action sequence-type special effects going on with the shrinking and enlarging of stuff and everything – never looked silly. It was nice to see ILM involved in this movie. Yeah.
5: They haven't been involved in every Marvel movie, I don't think. I mean, there were some movies post-Iron Man 2 where, um, well, like, when did Disney, Disney, per, Disney first purchase, okay, Disney first purchased, uh, Lucas film in 2012. So we started, yeah, post-2012, we started to see ILM do some of these special effects. They haven't done all these special effects in all these movies, to my knowledge. They haven't been involved in everything.
3: Mm, that could make a lot of sense, because this movie definitely, if I was judging it just on aesthetics and the looks of this movie, it's definitely not a toss. There were, like, four... It's potentially a Tupperware, just like based on that. There
5: were, like, four or five VFX studios that were involved in the making of this film. And I think that everybody that was involved doing the VFX in this was did phenomenal jobs and mm-hmm. i thought they did a great job i love the scenes where you know they're in uh, san francisco and uh you know he's he's enlarged and he's using that that truck bed as and scooter as a scooter and just like mm. moving around the city i was just like that that's fun that is fun just watching him kind of like push and scoot along and then like I love the little the, the I would have fun with it too the guy pulls the gun on him he goes boop yeah. yeah. I would have fun with it too and then he just kicks the fucking truck and I was like yeah.
3: I really enjoyed the noises that shrunk down vehicles made when we were seeing them as shrunk down mm-hmm. vehicles that always kind of made <laughs> oh, the Hot
5: Wheels rally car case yeah I, yeah, yeah dude, I, I had
3: that. one when I was a kid yeah me too yeah
5: nice and I you know I was just like oh my god I remember that Open fucking case the fucking tire and you open it up and yeah. <laughs> I was just like you know and I had I had the Darth Vader action figure case too oh you yeah me too I had a
3: Vader and a C-3PO yeah I,
5: I never had the C-3PO but I did have the Vader that Vader yeah yeah <laughs> I wanted the 3PO but <laughs> man there were so many fun things I, I, I loved um, you know I did love it when he became Giant Man and uh, the fact that he got tired and fell down yeah. in the water it, it was a beautiful shot of him like going down into the water and and then the wasp going down in there with her. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like the scale of this stuff too is just incredible. You would see like in so many movies, like where they make somebody large and then somebody small. It looks so fucking fake. This looks real. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't believe how great it looked. Especially like you know, you know, you got Hope swimming down into the water after him, trying to rescue him, and he's huge. And yeah. here she is, she's swimming down there trying to rescue. Why didn't? Did, can she turn giant? No, right. I don't know. I've I never don't seen think so. I don't know. I was thinking, like, why don't she, Why did, well, I don't know. Like, maybe she just wanted to shrink him. Like, why didn't she just, like, turn giant and then pick him up and, like,
3: oh, where the fuck are you going to lay uh, yeah, this I guy? Get, yeah. <laughs> maybe her suit just isn't equipped. Her dial doesn't turn that way on her suit at all. Yeah. I,
0: you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, for me, like, I hated the first movie so much. I really did. <laughs> I really fucking did. And it was one of the few, like, real faults that I found with Marvel that's at that point in time. But, like, I don't know. For me, like, I wasn't looking to have fun with this, but I did. And and that's why it elevates it to that you know, high taste it like, I, I don't know. I,
5: it was nice. It was it was less than two hours. And the thing right. is, like, it, we weren't looking at a movie that was like in Avengers Infinity War, which the so pacing was great in that. It was always something going on because you had like 65 plus characters in that movie. You could keep the story moving. You never really had to slow down. Like, right. things are happening, 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 happening. This was under two hours. And I felt like Peyton Reed used his time wisely here he really did. Yeah, I felt I, I never felt like anywhere in the movie I was like uh this is slogging along. Like even you know even the scenes with like Michael Peña and like you know the cartoon crew, you know, uh the Bubba young gun, like yeah. all that <laughs> stuff, like all these conversations I'm still, like <laughs> things are still moving, they're still talking about things. You know, I mean,
0: but they like to me, like those characters, even though they were weak, wasn't unexpected. You know what I mean? like I, I just wasn't I wasn't expecting a ton from this movie and it like in a way, it's it's not like if I look at it from a Marvel perspective, like okay, this is a continuation of the Marvel movies, then I have some problems with it. But if I just look at it as a side story that's setting it up, which is what I kind of went into it as. Then, like, I find no fault with that. You know, I felt
5: like it, I felt like pre this movie, they've set it up well, and post this movie, they've also set it up well. But they also kind of masterfully within this movie gave it its own story. It's it, mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't sacrifice anything for anything else. Like everything was just kind of like built in. The quantum realm has been built built into Ant Man. Yeah, it's been built into the MCU already. We don't know yeah. a lot about it, but like. Fuck, we're not quantum physicists. Like that's, and, and and they don't know a lot about it. They've only visited. They they, they haven't really talked to anybody that's visited there other than Scott. Right. But they, I feel like they've been laying the threads for this stuff for for
3: years now. So I, I don't so, know. Yeah, it's,
5: it's so, very questionable so
3: to me is, that we'll ever is, learn anything about sorry. it. Oh, sorry, Lou, go for it. <laughs> no, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, like, if, if what you're saying is correct, if it's just like, this is just like, we're still just pecking at the window of the whole quantum realm, and eventually we're gonna get like, here it is, and now it's this big important thing, then that's one thing, but I feel like, yeah, it's, just happening. A, yeah. it's, it's just, it's happening. It's just a cloak though, it feels like to me so it's far, happening. just to like, like be a jargon plot device. It's not going device. away. It's not going away. Like, yeah. the quantum realm is not going away. Like, this is... They're going to use it as an end-all, be-all jargon plot device to get everything, like, from point A to point B. Like, hopefully, somewhere in there, it could be cool. Yeah, I, I, I have 100% <laughs> faith that it will be.
5: Like, I, I, I can't wait to talk about the, the stuff that uh, I want to talk about later, but... Um, and yeah, i feel like every th- like every time we start talking about like i want to talk about something like cool that i really enjoyed in the movie we're back in the goddamn quantum, <laughs> the quantum realm <laughs> like no we keep like shifting back into the fucking quantum realm yeah. it's weird it's like this magnet to the quantum right. realm well, and it's like 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 a hey let's talk about uh, you remember that time he shrank and he was on like the uh the front of the windshield wipers and the water uh, you know droplets were huge and it just looked like a huge wave of water the quantum realm and then like now <laughs> (laughs) It's like, now we're, here we are, we're back in the goddamn
3: quantum realm talking about that fucking thing again. I know, man. You're almost making me hate the quantum realm. (laughs) It's the end-all, be-all plot device to fix all your things. I don't know. By the end of this thing, we're going to be talking about Scott Bakula and Quantum Leap. It's just like, (laughs) this is just goddamn ridiculous. (laughs) Quantum of Solace, 007. (laughs) Oh, man. Um,
5: (laughs) Can we talk about timelines of this movie for a second? Please, thank you. I'm. Else. Yes, Um, go ahead.
1: So at the end of this movie, the post credits, spoiler, we see that uh, Hank Pym, uh, Evangeline, or Wasp, and Janet Van Dyne all turn to dust. Yeah. So does that mean that this movie is taking place at the parallel time as Infinity
5: War? Absolutely. Uh, This movie, the, the events that were leading up to this, Were happening probably when a lot of things were happening during Infinity War, and I don't know when the post credit scene takes place. Everybody looks the same, Um, Hmm. so you know this. It's it's happening concurrently with like when that snap happens, and we start to see like everybody kind of like you know turning into ashes. Like yeah, this is happening at that same time.
1: Now, it. Sorry, guys. I'm just it just just confuses me because I think that. Wouldn't they get like a shout out from the Avengers or wouldn't we see something in the background on TV or in the newspapers or something that, you know, aliens have come down, Thanos and his people are here? They're in Wakanda. They're up new York City?
3: They're in Wakanda. Yeah, it wasn't like the invasion in New York. It was a little bit more low key than that. There wasn't okay. like, right? I know, well, I guess there was. There was the big things all over, the big circle things all over the place. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't well, think we needed to yeah, see but, a new Yeah, but that happened, in the, that happened in London. That happened
5: in. Uh, There were like every place, everywhere where there was a sanctum sanctorum, that's where that happened.
0: And and look, when Nick Fury found out, was last minute, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
5: Shield didn't even know that this was really going on. I mean, in
3: in in that instance, just as soon
0: as he got the notification, so yeah, it
3: didn't bother me. They're on, they're in like a parking garage too. Like, there's nothing going on, like. And I, I felt like there was a bit of a time jump between the last thing we see in the movie and going to this moment. well, they
5: had to figure out like you know they it, there had to be a meeting of the minds between Hank Pym and uh you know Janet and Hope figuring out like how they're going to take care of ghost here and they they came up with you know quantum healing particles
4: yeah yeah so
5: they
3: outfitted the van in between that time jump to yeah well the thing that we saw they had enough time to make a mini version of the quantum tunnel yeah mm-hmm. exactly so definitely a time jump and the time jump gets us right to where we need to be yeah mm. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like
5: Hawkeye was also not involved, right? In that too, he's also on that house arrest deal. You know, after the Sokovia Accords and so after they got busted.
0: Yeah, which is kind of a weird, like for me, like is a weird string to kind of leave hanging. You know, like oh, his. I mean, I really want to know what that means, but like his his, uh, Hawkeye's family's
5: dust and he's going to be part of the Avengers now again, but Mm -hmm. he retired. There was a prequel comic that came out and it was revealed that he retired. He's done. Yeah. He wants to spend time with his family and well. His family's gone, like they're ash. I mean, that's and that's Mm -hmm. what's going to bring him out of
3: retirement here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: with heroic fanfare to save the day in at least one scene Mm. in the next Avengers movie.
5: (laughs) Oh, God, forbid we have a moment like that. I'm not complaining
3: about it. I'm just saying that that's that's what's going (laughs) to happen.
5: That old tropey bullshit with the hero doing heroic shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell.
3: I wasn't being grouchy about. I want to see. I I want to see. I want to see Hawkeye like trip and fall and have like one of his fucking like. Arrows go through his skull. And it's like <laughs> they, have, they had to go through a lot of measures to make people care about Hawkeye. They literally yeah. had to make him disappear a whole fucking movie. Well, yeah, it was one no, of those. Would give a fuck.
0: It was one of those weird things. Like I don't. I, I try not to read too much into the outside of the movies, but like, you know, with with Infinity War, it was like he's on a secret mission. And like, they yeah. kept, they kept like driving that home and it's like, what, what secret mission, you know? And does this clear that up? You know, is that what he was doing necessarily? During the Infinity War? Yeah. Well, He's at home on house arrest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, does that clear that up for, uh, for everybody? Like people that don't read that outside shit, you know? I mean,
5: I, mean, I think like, you can just kind of assume from watching this movie that everybody that was on that uh what was that floating uh the Fortress or whatever that they the had? The prison at, or the prison yeah. that they had out in the on uh, the ocean. I forget what it was called. The raft. The raft, yeah. Go. So basically like that just means everybody that was involved in the raft they can't communicate with each other, and they should be on house arrest. That was their deal. It was either you do this for two years, and then for another three years you're on probation,
0: or you go rogue. And if
5: you yeah. ever talk to anybody that was involved in the airport scene that happened in Germany, you get 20 years in prison.
0: Right. Okay.
5: So I mean, he's he's on the farm right now with his family, and he's just got one of those fucking, you know, ankle bracelets. Yeah. That's basically what's happening here, and what what's going to happen that we believe is the fact that when the snap happens, his family's gone to ash and it's like, fuck, I got to do something about this. Right. You know, I, I, I know people that, that can, that can do things and I want to help. And so that's, what's going to bring him out of retirement in my, in my, that's what I think.
3: I agree. Yeah. I agree, yeah. I agree too. Yes. So we're talking about everything
5: but this movie. Jake hates it so much
3: <laughs> that we've. No, nah, I'm not playing with you, Jake. Don't get all. No, I'm get oh, all all not getting out of shape, but that's the truth. That I'm proud.
5: I know. Well, I would like to talk. <laughs> I mean, there's people that are listening that wanna, actually want to hear about the movie. And I want to talk about the movie. It's like I feel like we're moving into Avengers Infinity. We're talking about fucking goddamn Hawkeye <laughs> for ten minutes.
0: It's kind of hard not to. And go not up talking tangent, about though. the
5: events that actually happened with in said film. Well, let's let's talk about some more. I would, I would I would love to. <laughs> okay, is it a fair
1: assessment to say that we lost depth of character in Ava for uh, Walton Goggins' character?
5: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, they had to spread out the time evenly unless you want to add an extra, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to this movie. Um, you know, I mean, it, they could have focused a lot more on Bill
0: Foster and Yeah, uh, what's and the Ghost. need? Yeah, there's no need though, right? I mean,
1: I, I mean, that storyline, and that, you know, un, that storyline itself
5: was a lot more
1: interesting than whatever the hell he was Simon Birch was doing
5: sonny birch the thing is sonny birch i think there's going to be a lot more with this character i i said like with the buyers i think that needs to get set up here
0: things get introduced and like what's the hurry and i
5: and (laughs) and 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 it really helped in this film with like the end car chase scene we needed those extra bodies in there to do Mm. things i you know i that's what i really kind of
3: enjoyed here is is that whole thing and you know, uh, where do you know. think we'll see more of the, the Sonny Birch character? I don't
5: know afterwards. if we're going to see Sonny Birch's character, but I do think that his buyers... The idea of the buyers. The buyers are definitely going to be involved. There could be a scene where we get of S.H.I.E.L.D. or the FBI, and they're saying, we believe that these people have been working with Sonny Birch. Honestly, I with... your scroll thing earlier with that. With the snap that's happened, it might be something where... Now they really want to capitalize on like what's happened. Like 50% of the population is gone now. And who are people going to look to for answers? A lot well, of heroes gone. A lot yes. easier to do a lot you of You guys got to understand that, um, I'm sure that whoever the buyers are, are trying to keep tabs on Hank Pym. Yeah. They're trying to keep tabs on Janet, on Hope. They might be watching this whole experiment that they've got going on, and that I don't. What happened? We, we don't know what happened. Well, they got the van up there. We don't know what happened uh, to the uh, the quantum tunnel, the mini quantum tunnel. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what happened to that. Who's going to grab that? I want to talk about that later, but um, who's going to... It's still up on that roof. <laughs> yeah, you're it's right. It's on that roof, okay? It's uh. on the roof. It's unattended. That technology is up there for anybody to grab. Could it be the buyers? Shit. Could the buyers grab that? And then, like, here we are with a time jump by Avengers 4, and quantum technology is, like, being, uh I don't know. Black maybe, market all over the place. Who knows? Who's I in mean, control of that? Who's in control of it? Like... Um, you know, we don't know what happened in Avengers 4. We don't know what happened with, like, now that the soul stone is filled, now that, now that the soul stone is filled with souls, and, 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 uh, basically the soul stone is in the possession of Thanos. We don't know what happened to the red skull. Yeah. Like, is he, he's not the, he's, is he still, uh, bound by the soul stone? Or did the soul stone, is the soul stone bound to Gamora now? She was the one that was pushed off the cliff right. in Avengers Infinity War. Is she the keeper of the Soul Stone? Is the Red Skull has he paid his dues? What the fuck happens
3: in That him? feels logical. Yeah.
5: So now is the Red Skull? The buyer is the Red Skull? But see that ha- that probably hadn't happened yet. He can't be. No, cuz like that oh, doesn't work. Yeah. That doesn't that's, work in the tri- So I'm definitely seeing yeah that the scrolls could possibly be the buyers here cuz like that, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. That's ha-
3: this is happening concurrently with the scrolls the are perfect buyers too because they don't yeah. need a front like yeah. I was talking about how like oh they need someone they could just shape shift yeah uh, shape yeah absolutely so you don't even realize you're selling this this quantity
5: oh my god Oprah Winfrey has been a scroll this whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <exactly>. well yeah
3: <laughs> like we could find <laughs> out like Edmund yeah
5: like <laughs> Stedman <laughs> Charlie Sheen is a scroll. <laughs> yeah. that's why he's ranting off about Tiger's blood.
0: but it would make sense like going all the way back to Iron Man One where we had kind of that behind the scenes like who is somebody's behind the scenes and we don't know who it is and yeah. you know you're later yeah. led to believe it's the Mandarin yeah yeah it would totally just tie into everything. Man. I hope Michael Pena is a scroll.
3: <laughs> oh, God. I fucking blast him into oblivion. <laughs>
0: he didn't. He didn't ruin the movie for me, but yeah, I agree. It was annoying. You know, it was
1: very annoying. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It just seemed kind of like a yeah, lazy. Just a lazy writing on his. Car. I
1: still can't get over Walter Goggins' teeth. That motherfucker's got some chompers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i wasn't I wasn't looking at his teeth so much but yeah i felt i felt like the the villain issue was a little bit you know complicated you know i do i do like all the stories that were going on in this, and that's like it really held my attention because of that again, not expecting like all these multi layered stories and to think about it in terms of Avengers four in like a bigger way mm-hmm. than what I yeah. thought I was going to get with Ant-Man. It's just, I don't know. It's just one of those movies where it's like, I expect to have fun with it. Learn a little bit along the way, you know, kind of thing. I
5: had fun with the whole quantum entanglement thing that I, you know, I'm not going to Jake. I, uh, that's fine. You didn't like, it. I, I had fun with it. I, I thought, I thought that they kind of explained it in comic book terms that when the quantum tunnel was open, there's a window there where she can communicate through Scott because he's also been in the quantum realm. She's evolved. She's evolved. And there's there's a, there's an evolution that's happened to her character while she's been there. And for me, it was just kind of fun to see Scott Lang, you know, talking – As her, holding hands with Hank, holding hands with her daughter. And it was just kind of like also a fun acting moment for Paul Rudd to act like he's Michelle Pfeiffer and see them for the first time kiss her on the forehead. as like, you know, you know, uh,
3: mother to to daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was fun, especially the characters had been very standoffish to. You know, Scott Lang up yeah. until that point and it was kind of the first time they were forced to kind of let their guard down yeah. to Scott even though it, it wasn't necessarily to Scott, yeah. you know, it was to Janet but they still had to do it in front of the person that has very much pissed them off up until yeah. that point.
5: They've set up a lot of stuff here that they could actually they don't have to do anything with, but they could. The fact that we've got Elias Starr. Elias Starr is also, the, you know, the father of uh, Ava Ghost. I mean, Elias Starr is is from the comics. Like is he really dead? Or like, you know what I mean? Did did did, you know, basically it, the mother and the father when they died in that explosion um, did they really die, or is he possibly in the quantum realm? Is he living in the quantum realm now? Um, you know, like so. You know, the mother and the, the I would believe like I would believe that the mother and the father would try to protect her, maybe cover their arms around her, try yeah. to protect her, and they protected her enough to where she was able to stay in our dimension and on our Earth. But she she's constantly being torn. She's constantly constantly being torn. Her cells are being torn apart, and maybe they're in the quantum realm. For yeah. all we know, like their bodies were left here, but. You know, it, it, Elias Starr could be like another big thing going forward for maybe po- a possible villain for Ant-Man 3. The villain for Ant-Man 3 could be Elias Starr. And Elias Starr could blame Hank Pym for like what's happened to, to him. Like, you know, look what you did to me. Look what you did to my family. Look what my daughter had to go through. Yeah. It's all you. He's destroyed so many fucking relationships. He destroyed his relationship with Bill Foster. Never got the Never. The guy's a brilliant fucking mind. And helped him mm. on the on the Ant Man project, the Giant Man project. And he never gave the guy any credit. Never felt, would.
0: I felt total sympathy for that guy. Because yeah. that's Hank's character and I, I thought that was good. What about the turn? Did you
5: guys were you guys surprised when no, no. he set them up? He set them up to basically he's like, Hey, what about you know using uh you know the diffractor from an old suit? Yeah. And then you know of course Scott didn't destroy his old suit. They were able to track down, you know, the technology out there in the woods that was bill foster setting him up like yeah. Yeah. she knew that they were on their way and that they were going to figure this out and so like when they show up and like he you know she's got them all tied up and he walks in were you guys shocked
0: i i was a little surprised honestly like i i i know it seems obvious like looking back on the movie like yeah of course he's in cahoots with ghosts mm-hmm. but like yeah no i, I didn't I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. I was shocked. Yeah, I I wasn't ahead of the game. Like I didn't predict it, but it also
3: wasn't like a like I didn't. My jaw didn't drop by it. It's just like, oh, okay, Luther.
1: I kind of called it from not the not from the beginning, but when you got to see what the relationship was between uh, Bill Foster and Hank Pym, you could kind of see how he would be jaded and would you know be could turn into a villain. So I was not really surprised when it all went down.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah, it, it was, uh, and then we get like the flashback scene of, of him, you know, coming across Ava after mm. Shield acquired her. Was she in Argentina? Was that where that happened?
0: I think so. I yeah. think that's I think where they so, were.
5: Yeah. I think they were doing the experiment in Argentina and then Shield flew him in there and uh, he was still working for Shield at the time. Fuck, he looked like, uh, he looked like, uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne from fucking straight out of oh, Compton. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, boys
0: in the hood. Boys in the hood. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was amazing. God damn, man. Fuck. That, he looked, yeah. That blew me away. Like, I, I, I was a, I was ready for fucking young Cuba Gooding Jr. to come in. There.
4: <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was just it was just, it was joyful. Like, wow. Like you guys really fucking nailed that. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They do, they do so well with that. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make or break the movie for me, but like, I just, that was, man, I'm surprised I mean, they don't do about, that
3: more, like do like a fucking whole movie with that kind of technology. They could, yeah. They are doing the
5: Captain, it was, uh, Ke- Kevin Feige did an interview with Slash Film and he revealed that Samuel Jackson mm. is going to I can't be, wait for that. me either, dude. He's, the entire movie, yeah. Samuel Jackson is going to be de-aged.
0: For Miss Marvel, yeah. for Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, you
3: should have a pretty oh, meaty shit. part in that too, you would think, right? Yeah, That'll and they're awesome. also they're also going to de-age Colson. Oh, cool! Yeah, wow. And I also want to throw
5: this out there: um, Stanley cameo de-aged. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> for shit. sure,
3: for sure. Oh, the blonde locks are coming.
5: Sure. <laughs> it's in the nineties, so he's going <laughs> to
0: oh, look. Yeah. He's going to look like Mallrats Stanley. Holy shit! <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that that blew me away, man. Like I just. Again, like, I'm not expecting much from this movie, and then I get that. Like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer just blew me away. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Michael Douglas blew me away. And then they did Fishburn, and I was like, wow, fuck.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's all these great moments into this movie, and, like, I went into this movie with very low expectations, so for all of these great experiences and all these great Paul Rudd fun moments and, you know, all these great Ava moments, you know, and then there's the the Quantum Realm itself, I was really, really, really very pleasantly surprised by all of this and it just made my experience just you know a little bit better that's what so, i'm trying to figure
5: out here luther it's like you gave it a high taste it, and i'm just i'm not hearing anything good out of you man like what did you like about this i <laughs> love
1: ava um, <laughs> i felt that she could have had some more depth to her uh the relationship between her and bill foster could have been a little bit more carved out um but i, I really enjoyed the, the, the connection there um, i loved the fun times between uh paul rudd and his daughter um, at the beginning of the movie where they're calling through, that was a really, I don't want to say it was a warm, fucking heartfelt scene, but it kind of, you know, it was like, oh, you look, you look what he did for his daughter. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the Louise moments, um, were hit and miss for me. Um, but they were more, uh, kind of hit for me. I, I thought there was a, what was a There was a, a, a Morrissey dig in there. I thought that was very <laughs> unique. Um, yeah,
5: yeah, the, the, the Morrissey jukebox.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it plays only Morrissey.
5: Yeah, Um, Uh, we, uh, we, we appreciate his melancholy ballads. That was a good fucking joke. We call him (laughs) Moz.
0: Yeah,
5: yeah, I I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, it, like I appreciate that humor, but like just his, and I love Michael Payne. Jake, we were talking about Mm. this out on the porch. Yeah. That we love Michael Pena and everything else. Yeah, it's just yeah. this.
3: Yeah, it's like just for some reason the Ant Man movies turn him into a fucking cartoon character clown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But
5: yeah, no, I, Luther, I, I'm not knocking you for loving that no. character in this movie because more times than not people are like my theater was just losing their shit with Michael Pena, mm. and I don't, I don't want people to think like of me. I just want everybody to realize that we have different tastes when it comes to comedic, comedic styling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and I, when I'm in the theater, I understand that people really enjoy this character. It just doesn't work for me. Like, I wish Mm -hmm. I could sit there and be like, oh my god, what that? This character's hilarious. (laughs) But like, it just, for me, it just does not work. It really just does not work. The, the character that I thought that was the funniest character in this movie, was Bobby Cannavale as like the the stepdad. Mm-hmm. Like his lines mm-hmm. were hilarious. Like Judy Greer's like yeah. you can't bust in here and do that. Ah uh, yes, they can. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: You know, and like just his deliver I thought he's very funny. He's like got that really funny good mm-hmm. delivery and he's not like a animated cartoon character like if somebody would have punched michael peña i could literally i wouldn't be surprised if you saw cartoon stars and (laughs) birds (laughs) flying flying around his head like it's not out of the realm of possibility with that cartoon character that they've made him so and some people like that but if i get that kind of character i want that character to be an animated character like rocket raccoon Mm -hmm. or groot or drax you know like a like a like an alien character. Like, he's just... A cosmic character. Yeah, a little too over the top for me. I just, <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the quantum realm. It's been five minutes. Oh.
0: It's
5: been five minutes since we talked about the fucking quantum realm. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: dive into the quantum realm. <laughs> take a <laughs> deep dive into the quantum realm.
3: The overhead luggage compartment of the MCU.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Stuff all your important shit in there so you can take it out later. <laughs> uh,
5: I... Still love the quantum realm, still a fan, still, still a fan, still can't wait to see how it's used in, in future films. I'm really excited because we know we're getting the quantum realm. God damn it, I'm talking about the quantum realm yeah, again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, you do this to me, you son of a bitch. What does not mean? <laughs> no, it's my mockery. It's my my mockery of talking about said quantum realm. And then it made me your about yes, your then your negativity. <laughs> and then it's like me trying to like raise it back up, and bring bring back the positivity. I fall into this trap with you every time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: this is a <laughs> fucking quantum realm. He stashed me in the quantum realm and carry me got back. We I would love Jake's been in the quantum realm for thirty thirty
0: years <laughs> and it's been a fantastic time. <laughs> we must drain him when he gets out. <laughs>
3: okay. Oh, I hope you're right, man. I I respect your optimism. I I know you're not an idiot when it comes to this stuff, and I hope you're right that things are gonna change and it's gonna be a
5: look about the quantum roll. I'm not an idiot. No, I, I I think I have some solid um, theories and the way that things can kind of go going forward, and I've said that twenty times on this episode already. Right. This, this Luther is this episode terrible as I think it is? Not at all. I'm having a great time.
1: I think uh, I I want to get back into the quantum realm because I still have some logistical questions about that. So you know,
5: all right. I'm I'm I feel I'm like it. everybody just wants to talk about the things that they hated and the quantum realm,
3: <laughs> and then also kind of tie in the hate to the quantum realm. <laughs> At least my movie rating justifies what I'm trying to do. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Mr. High-Tasted like Lou over here. Yeah. I, hey, I man, tossed hey, it from man. the beginning. That's true. I will give you that. <laughs> Lou,
5: that, that basically, Lou, you you've talked about how you high-tasted the movie. And I've really heard nothing good out of you. Because I I went in with low expectations. And
1: the the moments that popped really popped for me and kind of made this movie. I would love to hear
5: those moments that popped.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think one of the main things, unrelated, not really unrelated, but one of the great things about this movie I thought was the... The end credit scene with all those action figures. That kind of blew my mind. I really loved The that. credits. You're bringing up the – like the, I want to know the, the –
3: <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> stay for that part. I don't even know what he's talking about. Don't
1: remember the first, the first, the first uh, credits. The first oh, with credits the action figures. It's, exactly, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was – I'm an action figure junkie though, so that kind of blew my mind. I uh, was really impressed with Hank Pym. Um and the the depth of his character in this movie, where you got to see how disliked he actually was. Uh a yeah. big fan of Evangeline Lilly. Big fan of the suits. Although on her suit, it looked like she was just wearing a big cock and balls on her chest, which was weird. <laughs>
5: oh, um, totally, totally, yeah. Do you see that? Oh no, no, that, that was a huge thing that they were talking about on Reddit. Like before this movie came out, like people were like her suit, yes, it looks like it looks like a a penis and uh genita- it just looks like genitalia hanging off of her uh, off, off, off her chest there um yeah the penis and uh, and some genitals
0: mother nature mother nature <laughs>
5: this I hate this episode is not that's
0: what a wasp looks like
5: we're talking <laughs> we are talking about a penis
0: oh
3: this is in so stop the madness.
0: Stop the bleeding.
5: No,
3: I cannot fucking believe within five minutes you're wishing I would. Well, wish, so the I thing, thing is, I,
5: I asked, like, Quantum hey, Rome hey, yeah.
3: I'm asking Luther, like, what popped in the film? And it's like, oh, in the,
5: credits, the penis on fucking uh, the wasp suit. That popped. That definitely popped for me. I taste it. Um, I, taste. <laughs> I taste it. I it.
3: I taste it.
1: I don't really know what to say, fellas. I really enjoyed the movie. I mean, I'm not my my review of it and the, my comments on it may not do it justice, but I really did thoroughly enjoy this movie.
5: There, I'm not going to press you anymore. I honestly, because I, I I don't want to hear about any other pornographic images showing up on anyone else's suit. I don't, I don't, like, I, I really don't need to, like, oh, yeah, did you notice that ghost suit looked like a giant anus? Like, like, I'm scared to ask you anything at this point.
3: <laughs> did you notice the way the holes were, like, placed on ghost mask? Right? I think the quantum realm is, uh, Galactus's butthole.
5: Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we love you luther it's all in fun here man
1: i am looking like an asshole
5: <laughs> it's all in fun man it is I all yeah i oh man um we didn't really have any outside influence with any other characters within this film no no i no. mean this was pretty much an ant-man and the wasp self-contained story I do want to take the time to say that I loved Evangeline Lilly in this movie. Absolutely. She was great. Mm. I, her act, like I talked about her action scene in the restaurant. That was absolutely fantastic. You know, I, th- when she kicked people, Boom, there was impact. Yeah. And I mean there was purpose. And the choreography was fantastic. And then um just her interactions with Paul Rudd were really great. Every time and the love that she had for her father. I think that they really made a great point of showing how much that she loves Hank. Yeah. I mean, there was the part where ghosts like kick this chair. She's like, You do that again, you don't don't do that again. Right. You know, and I, I loved that. I loved um the car chase scene at the end of the movie where she's like going when she first like goes down to like r- really small you know and then like pokes her way into the back window of that vehicle mm-hmm. and shrinks and the guys hit themselves with the machine guns and she's flipping all around and all I I I loved every bit of it. Yeah,
0: there wasn't like a ton of action but like the action that they did do I think was like really
3: Oh my god, the action that they did gun. do was I loved, well worth
0: it. with with the power set that they had and even ghosts as yeah. well, you know, just I, I like that. I, I think they did a really good... And we
5: good got a Tim Heidecker. Tim yeah, Heidecker. we did get it
0: for a yeah. couple seconds. Yeah,
5: we got a Tim Heidecker <laughs> cameo. Oh, that and was dope. Yeah. I love that. Tim and Eric, we got Tim Heidecker there. I was just like, all right, that's cool.
0: I, I think what, like, I, I had a big... Like, if, if we can go back to the first movie, like, what's my biggest problems with the first movie was, like, forced humor and, you know, like... That and I think, I think that in this movie was very subtle and like it's very interplayed with like the family relationships. So you have all this humor based on, you know, uh, father daughter mm-hmm. relationships and stuff like that. And like, I, I don't know, like it's a different Marvel movie because of stuff like that that kind of elevates this to like a high taste. It like, I don't care about, I don't really care about the Ant-Man or anything like that. And like, It doesn't necessarily have to tie into a uh uh Avengers four for it to be like, you know I'm
5: fascinated
0: by the ant communication. But it
5: does. I'm fascinated by the ant communication. Like Mm -hmm. I loved it when they when they first went into the lab and you've got like ants like picking up components moving them around yeah there was like two ants in the quantum tunnel one had a laser strapped to his back and he's doing like welding or some shit that's comic book yeah mm.
3: that's one yeah. thing i liked more about yeah. the first movie than this movie though is the more of the stuff with like the actual ant community and kind of the exploration of that i yeah, felt like it they was mostly like- just used as comic relief in this movie oh will because he didn't have
5: antony he didn't have like his own aunt that he really kind of yeah. like bonded with in this movie we
3: had that I Uli- laughed at the Ulysses Ulysses S Grant Gr- Gr- ant, and then uh,
5: Antonio Banderas, yeah. <laughs> and like the you know like the seagulls coming out of the sky and like snapping up the different uh, ants as they as they try to rescue him. Um, I love the ant cam, just like they've got you know like I was looking when he's like in the in the van, and you know it's uh, Hank Pym, and he's in the van, and it's an ant cam seventy two. Like this is. <laughs> we know that there's at least 72 ants that have these (laughs) cams. I love the ants, the communication that they had with the arrows where they formed the swarms Mm. and, um, the ant that they had in the house that was like doing his daily routine. (laughs) You know, I I thought it was fun. I thought it was creative and a fun way to get children kind of like laughing and stuff like that at these scenes, like an ant chilling on a couch, eating fruit loops. Like you're not going to see that in any other movie. Like that's, This is Ant Man. They're going to give you that kind of Mm, shit. And I mean, that post-credit scene with the ant playing the drums, as stupid as it was, and we'd already seen it in the trailer. You know, it. The only thing. The only thing that I really got out of that fucking post-credit scene is that there was an emergency broadcast system that was being played throughout the house. Right.
0: right. That's
5: really all that I got from that. There was nothing else. Um, it was funny because it was there was somebody in my theater when I watched it today. I watched it this morning, and uh, this the first mid credit scene played, and then one guy looked at another guy, and he's standing up, and the other guy's like, "Hey, let's wait for the next credit scene." He's like, "Oh, do you want to see an ant play the drums?"
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: And then, like the other guy, kind of like, oh. And then, like he stood up too. And then they both left.
3: Yeah. So we have this lady. She was like, "There's one more. There's everyone. Stay around. There's one more seed." Like yeah. she was fucking being the fucking savior of the MCU, <laughs> fucking letting everyone know. Like, oh man, if I would have stayed and watched the ant playing the drums, I would have gave that lady a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
5: So what we're gonna do is I we're going to. Cause I don't, I, I, we're just gonna, we're gonna deep dive into post Ant-Man stuff mm-hmm. here in a awesome. moment. We're gonna take a quick break, we're gonna come back, and we're gonna... Do a deep dive into the stuff because, like, yeah. I tried to do a deep dive into the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> Where and did it go? It didn't really work out the way that I thought it would. Right? Like we would, like we would. I don't. We were going through different vortexes. Right. Like one minute we're talking about Hawkeye. Yeah. Um. We're, we're in the quantum yeah. realm. The next, like, there's a there's 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 phallic symbols on on the wasp chest <laughs> yeah. that we talk about. That was <laughs> could, a. I was a part of this as well. Um so yeah. Um we're going to we're gonna take a quick break, come back, and then hopefully talk about you stuff. Uh I think we can stay on track with this one though. I think you guys want to talk about this stuff.
3: Yeah, yeah, like I said at the top, I I would the first In sequence. We are talking about that
5: mid credit sequence, Jake. This is, you can, you can, we can, we can dissect this and we can just yammer on about this for as long as you want to, buddy. Nice. Okay? We won't talk about anything else prior to getting to that point. All right? Okay. So, okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. All right, hey, we are back, and we are here to talk about the uh, mid-credit scene that uh, we, we discussed. The post-credit scene, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. The big one to talk about here is the mid-credit scene for Ant Man and the Wasp. And in the mid-credit scene, we've got Pym, Lang, Hope, and Janet, and they attempt to harvest quantum healing energy to continue assisting uh, Bill Foster in helping Ava. So. Uh, what happens here in this scene, as you all know since you've watched the movie, is that they send him there. He gets the energy. He's ready to go back. We've got Hope counting him down: five, four, three, and then they all turn to ash. And now we've got Scott Lang trapped in the quantum zone, yeah. uh, quantum realm. Now, is is he trapped though? Like if did they? Th- think about this possibility I don't think they did I don't don't, either so it's it's not like if he if he brought a blue disc for his regulator he could come back just like he did in the first Ant-Man film I think he's there
3: without a blue disc for his regulator, yeah. yeah. And the only three people that know where he's at got dusted.
5: Yeah. Bill Foster, yeah. though, is huh? well aware of this. Mm. I think that Bill Foster does know that they were planning this. But Bill Foster, now that he has said, hey, uh, you know, there was that scene with Ava and she was basically saying that, uh, you know, hey, you can you don't have to associate yourself with me you can leave now. Nobody knows that you've been helping me. And he's like, no, I'm going to stay with you.
4: Mm.
5: So like mm. he might be now he's, he hasn't shown back up to work. Right. You know, it's <laughs> like, so like they might put two and two together that this guy's in on it with her hmm. for all we know. We don't know that they might, they might've been spotted together or whatever. But anyway, I think that he knows that they've planned this day to do this, th- this experiment. So Bill Foster might know about this experiment. I'm not a hundred percent sure though. Um, but, um, <sighs> Peyton Reed talked to Den of Geek about how they came up with this med- mid-credit scene, and he said, what we didn't necessarily know was how we were going to deal with it. Do we glimpse TV monitors and TV reports of stuff going on in other parts of the world? That seemed kind of lame and obvious. We've seen that in other movies. It didn't feel particularly inspired. Uh, I think that Marcus and McFeely, so he's talking about Christopher Marcus and... um uh, is it what's his McFeely, Christopher Marcus, and Stephen McFeely? I can't remember McFeely's first name, but they, he said they did crack they did first crack at that scene just conceptually. They set up these elements, and we refined it with our writers' room. It felt like our movie's very particular way of dealing with that scene. So it was actually Marcus and McFeely that came up with this idea mm-hmm. for him to get tramped in the quantum realm. So how will Ant Man? get out of the quantum realm? That's the big question here going forward. Does Captain Marvel play a part in that? We do know that the Captain Marvel film will take us to the quantum realm. Uh, back in May of 2017, uh, I mentioned this guy before, but real-life quantum physicist Dr. Spiros Michalakis who was a consultant on Ant-Man revealed that the quantum realm will also be a part of the Captain Marvel film. He said, this is exciting for the future. There are different ways that some of these ideas appear on screen in a few years, not just for Ant-Man, but also for Captain Marvel and all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Guys, Captain Marvel comes out in March of 2019, so basically a couple months before Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. This is the, I, I want to point out this is the longest wait, this is the second longest wait that we've had for a Marvel film. This is going to be eight, eight and a half months. The longest wait that we've ever had. Was from um, Avengers to Iron Man
3: three. We had to wait uh, that explains a year the box office for Iron Man three a bit too. Mm-hmm. Just the fever. Yeah, everyone
5: was fiending for that. And it was the first uh, first movie uh, in Phase two. Mm-hmm. You know, like what's what's going on post Avengers. Um, I I'm still hoping that like in the Captain Marvel movie, like I said in a previous episode, like in a post credit scene for that. Um, that we see her receiving the signal from Nick Fury mm-hmm. while she's like out in space, like fighting scrolls or something. I think that that would be cool. But um, we do know that, and this is spoilers for Avengers Four here, guys. So if you don't want to know any of this, and but it could be misdirection as well. Um, we do know that Ant Man is involved in scenes that we've seen leaked from Avengers 4. Uh, There Mm -hmm. are scenes that they filmed that recreate the Battle of New York that show Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America in his first Avengers suit from the Avengers movie in 2012. He's in that suit. We've also seen Ant-Man in those leaked photos. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I've also seen a photo of Spider-Man there, so I don't know if it's misdirection. I don't think that it is,
3: though. I don't think so, either. I think it's a little bit like it's (sighs) it's some time displacement, jumping around, like (sighs) Forrest Gump stuff going on. Yeah,
5: I don't know if Spider-Man's there, though, but I I, I do think Ant-Man's there. Like they might have had Tom Holland on set that day to maybe for a little bit of misdirection, possibly.
3: Mm. Yeah, just get one, get a couple yeah. characters that aren't really part of this. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I like what you're saying, Brian. So obviously, somewhere between this and Avengers four, we got to have our answers as to you know how Ant Man gets out of this mess. Well, we're
5: going to talk about time vortexes here in a moment, okay? Uh, mar- I want to talk about the quantum realm real quick. Real, real quick. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe Wikipedia says this about the quantum realm. The quantum realm is an alternate dimension only accessible through magical energy and we uh, mis, uh, mystical transportation using a sling ring. We saw that in Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. uh, or by tremendous subatomic shrinking caused by the pim particles. In the quantum realm, space and time are believed to be irrelevant. That's huge. Space and time are believed to be irrelevant. Uh, what controls space and time? Well. These time stones, mm-hmm. the time stone and the space stone that we've seen Thanos, you know, acquire in, in Infinity War. So how how is – will Scott Lang time travel through the quantum realm to get to the Battle of New York? Is that what's going to happen
3: here? Oh, that's interesting.
5: And mm. it, I think it would be awesome to see him joining in the battle – of new york with the avengers maybe you know this is this is fan stuff that i'm thinking about but like maybe like imagine like he goes we're going to talk about a time vortex maybe he uses a time vortex and goes and this is where it takes him um he he uh goes to the battle of new york imagine ant-man in the battle of new york like what can he do he can turn into giant man In the Battle of New York, and he can, like, we could get a scene of like him turning into Giant Man and punching one of those flying space whales in the face or something.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like this a lot, Brian. I like the idea of um, Lang using the time vortexes to save himself rather than kind of the old tropey someone figured out the breadcrumbs to where Scott Lang is. Yeah, like and kind of using it as a device for the time jumping stuff we're gonna do. Maybe Lang himself. Plucks the Avengers out of different time areas mm-hmm. and moves them from one point to another through the quantum realm and the time yeah. vortexes. I, imagine if he,
5: if he uses a time vortex while he's on the back. He communicates with ants. Maybe he communicates with one of the TARDIS grades, mm-hmm. one of those little cool. water bears, and he comes out of the quantum realm riding the back of a TARDIS grade, <laughs> and we see, you know, like, them fighting a space whale in the Battle of New York. I don't think that that'll happen, but, like, oh, my God, could you imagine the fun of seeing that in the
3: theater if that did happen? Um, the
1: visuals and that would be amazing.
3: Yeah. I'm so, sold on the time vortexes. I like it a lot. There's well, a, I want to see time-plucked Avengers doing stuff in iconic moments we've seen in other
5: It's movies. a line that's dropped in the movie. Janet Van Dyne, when right before Scott goes through the mini quantum tunnel, To the quantum realm. She says to, you know, stay away from the TARDIS grades. You know, yeah, they look cute or whatever, but, you know, they'll mess you up. And she also says to avoid time vortexes. Yeah. That if you get
3: lost in one, you may never be found again and we can't bring you back. Um, that could be a lot of fun. Let's go in this one, yeah. and then what part of the Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe are we going to pop out of now? I know this is bad. Let's go back in this one.
5: He'll. And- deli- I think he'll deli- – yeah, exactly. He could pop up anywhere, and like I think he's going to deliberately go through a time vortex to get back to Earth, and I think that that time vortex could take him back to the Battle of New York in 2012, and – um I think that would be really cool. Dr. Spiros talked about the quantum realm with Nerdist in 2015. He said, if Ant-Man can shrink down to the smallest of the small, he will enter this nothing, this non-reality. All of time and space will be open to him. All of time and space will be open to him. Hmm. He could literally change the universe around him, Dr. Manhattan style, and he could traverse time at will. (laughs) That's the power that we don't understand yet that they might explain going forward in Avengers 4 yeah. is, like, the power of the quantum realm and, like, what maybe even, like, you know, Janet Van Dyne has the ability to do for all do we you know. S-
1: do you think Scott's gonna get new abilities because he's been there, for, or he's potentially gonna be there for a long time? Like, do you think he's gonna evolve like Janet?
5: I want to. Yes, I think that he will. I think that he's gonna be there possibly for at least a minimum of ten years, and I'm gonna get into that um, first. I want to talk a little bit about uh, Janet Van Dyne here. Um, she could be a huge part. I don't know, but she could be a huge part of Avengers Four with her knowledge of the quantum realm. I and hope so. She now has the power of quantum quantum energy. She acquired that power of quantum energy from being in the quantum realm for thirty years so She could communicate with Paul Rudd, possibly, you know, guide him to a time vortex maybe. But she did also – that doesn't necessarily have to happen. She told him to avoid time vortexes. For all we know, these time vortexes, it could look like something like where he's basically in a crop of time vortexes. And looking in the time vortex, you might be able to see, like, images of – like, kind of like Flash in the um, – the, uh, I'm trying to think. Flashpoint. The, and Flashpoint, like Crisis. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When he's on the,
3: um, uh, the treadmill, the, um.
5: Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it.
3: <laughs> I know what you're saying, though. See, look, seeing all the different images of where they yeah. pop out of it and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that a lot. I, I think you're onto something, too. Like, obviously, um, Janet, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, doesn't have any experience because she just warns him to be wary. And you would think if she did have experience with the time vortexes, she herself would have figured out her way to get back to present day without aging at all like she did. You know, mm-hmm. she would have flopped around in some vortexes and other. But she's just like, no, who knows what she saw? She may have seen other people come into the quantum realm and try to use a vortex and get mm-hmm. seriously fucked up or just never come back and not know what happened to them. So hard to hard to know what she saw in there. Uh- The quantum physicist, Dr. Spiros Michalakis, he
5: said this quote to Inverse. He said, if someone could go to a place where the laws of physics as we know them were not yet formed, at a place where the arrow of time was broken and the fabric of space was not yet woven, the powers of such a master of the quantum realm would only be constrained by their ability to come back to the same or similar reality from which they departed. So
3: that'll be Cassie, the power of his love for Cassie,
5: bringing him back. I don't, I, 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 I I don't know if he's going to communicate with Cassie, but that was one of the things that I was thinking like, okay, you know, he, uh, he had Janet, she was able to communicate with Scott, Mm -hmm. but that was only because they were both in the quantum realm and the quantum tunnel was open. And that's the only way that they were able to communicate with each other is they had that kind of like connection. Mm -hmm. I don't think even though his love for Cassie is so great. Um, I don't think that it, since he hasn't been in the quantum realm and exposed to quantum particles,
3: that he would be able to have that kind of connection to her. Maybe not just so much a connection, but when he's in that room, you like kind of theorized about about seeing all the different places. Maybe it's so all encompassing that just focusing on his love for Cassie is what lets him find the right hole to go into. Yeah, like yeah. He, he's able to see her through the window and know that that's where he needs to get to get back. You yeah,
0: because what's the what's the plan for him? Like, even if he sees all these possibilities. 2012 might be the yeah. the, the, the year that she was even born.
5: Right. Too. Because she's like six or seven in the movie. Yeah. So. That's a great point. That's yeah. A great
0: point. Uh, so, why is he going to where he's going, you know, wherever that is? We also, as far as like Michelle
5: Pfeiffer's concerned, as far as like what the powers that she's kind of like, um, you're moving a lot. You're moving around a lot, there, Luther. I hear a lot of oh shift. It, it, somebody shifted.
1: <laughs> not me. I'm not moving a muscle.
5: I oh, don't know. I'm hearing something. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what kind of powers could like Janet Van Dyne display in the soul in the soul world? Well, will any powers that she's like gotten from the quantum realm will they be like moot? Will they be like null and void when she's in the soul world, or will she have some kind of like? Like you know, crazy connection to the outside world because of like her time spent in the quantum realm.
0: Well, they're yeah. I mean, they're not going to introduce this power for no reason. You know, what is the ultimate reason of her having
5: this strange ability? We're getting her in Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah, we're we're getting She's her for
0: what She's purpose? In the movie,
5: is she? What's that? She's legit in the movie. Well, here we do know. That it looks like Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas will be in Avengers 4. Sebastian Stan, who plays the Winter Soldier, was at Ace Comic-Con last year. No, earlier this year, excuse me. And he had this quote while at Ace Comic-Con. There was one scene I think we had where everybody was there. I can't really talk about that scene But I knew it took them three months in planning this scene to have everyone there. You look around and you just saw everyone from Samuel L. Jackson to Michael Douglas to Michelle Pfeiffer. Everybody was there. (laughs) That's a scene. If they're all Ash, they're all in Soul World. That's a scene from Soul World. Sebastian Stan's involved. He was turned to Ash. Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury turned to Ash. Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer. Everybody's in Soul World. Yes, they're going to be in the movie.
3: Hmm. Hmm. it's just Here to what go. extent i guess is is the real question right is it the, just a big group shot to know we're there or are they really going to have like some kind of consequence they to, might be looking to michelle pfeiffer for something hmm. okay and i I'm, I, we, hope, <laughs> I hope that's right i wish you would have a bigger like part to do like moving forward we saw in this movie that scott could
5: communicate with different characters, like in, in the quantum realm, like Janet Van Dyne communicated through him. And I think that, uh, it's a possibility that could happen in Avengers 4. Basically, in, like in the film, we talked about the quantum entanglement. And once two people have been to the quantum realm, when one is on Earth and the other is in the quantum realm, th- once the quantum tunnel is open, they can communicate with each other. So at the end of the film, the mini version of the quantum tunnel is on the roof. I believe someone has to find it. It's just not going to go unfound. Maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. finds it. Maybe maybe Tony Stark finds it. I, we don't know. But once they figure out how to work it, maybe with the help of Bill Foster, uh, if he's around, maybe he gets into the wrong hands, and then maybe Bill Foster gets into the wrong hands, and then they use him to find like how, how to work this thing. If he's still around, and if he was not involved in the Thanos snap, because as far as we know, we don't know if Bill Foster turned to Ash.
3: I don't think he did. Yeah, it'd be hard. There's almost no other puzzle piece if he's Ash too. Mm-hmm. Like to connect this together. Ooh. I want you guys to think about this. Think about this
5: possibility. <clears throat> Scott Lang could use a time vortex. He could be in the battle of New York back in 2012 fighting against the Chitari with the Avengers in one timeline. Someone opens the quantum tunnel in the 10 years post Thanos finger snap timeline. Um, because I'm going to get into that. This, I'll get into that right now. Um, I got to jump ahead. Cause like, yeah, I, we know it's not 100% confirmed, but it looks like the next movie, there's going to be a 10 year time jump. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow revealed that in a interview with, I'm trying to find the quote. God damn it. Now I can't find it. I remember us talking. Here we go. Here we go. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow said in an interview with the official Avengers uh, uh, Infinity War magazine, which I don't know how official that magazine is, Mm -hmm. but she said Pepper and Tony have had a real long journey together. She obviously starts as his dutiful assistant, and then the relationship evolves. And now this decade later, they're married, and they have a child. Their relationship has evolved in all of the ways that great, great romances evolve. So... By the time we're in Avengers 4, we are 10 years in the future. So think about this. Scott could use the time vortex back in t- and take him to 2012's Battle of New York against the Chitauri in that timeline. Someone opens the Quantum Tunnel 10 years post the Thanos finger snap timeline. And now Scott can commu- – Scott, being in 2012, someone opened up the Quantum Tunnel – Ten years in the future post the Thanos snap, Scott at that moment that could then communicate with someone who's been in the quantum realm. Mm. Even though he's in 2012, he could communicate with somebody that's been in the quantum realm at that point. Yeah, Who could that be? Okay, Janet Van Dyne could be. Yeah. He could talk to her. Mm. Yeah, she, he, he could talk to her while she's in the soul world. It could also be Doctor Strange while he's in the soul world. Doctor Strange mm. has been there. Dr. Strange spent some time, when when the Ancient One flicked him into the different dimensions, he spent some time in the quantum realm. Not a lot of time, but he was still there. Um, okay, hold on.
3: Do you think that it does connect, though, from the soul world to the quantum realm? Like, that's yet to be tested, that's right? That's yet to be tested. The space
5: and time are, revel- are irrelevant mm. in the quantum realm, and she's... Janet is uh, carrying a piece of the quantum realm with her. She she's been evolved by the quantum realm. Yeah. Okay. Or. Could he possibly communicate with Captain Marvel, who we know will enter the quantum realm in her film? It's part of the movie. Yeah, she's going to be in the quantum. realm. So hold on. Imagine Scott changing the timeline and Captain Marvel arrives to fight
3: in the Battle of New York as well. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. I think we're definitely going to get a, like, Forrest Gump Greatest Hits version of the 2012 battle with all the characters that we've seen since that movie came out getting to take part in that, too. mm -hmm. I definitely feel like that's to come. And I'm actually very excited Mm -hmm. for that. I think a lot of fun could be had with that. But
5: I think, like, we could be dealing with two different timelines here. Scott going through a a vortex, going to 2012's Battle of New York, but also there's going to be characters... Post 10 years later in the Thanos snap. We know this is true. I feel like it's going to be 10 years. They've shown pictures of uh, Robert Downey Jr. on the set, and his hair's gray. Mm. He looks aged. He looks different. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow with her slip up in that magazine
3: talking about how they're married. They got a kid. You know? I mean... So we're kind of two extremes away from the middle. Like, if you have your middle point, which is at the end of Avengers 3, then we've got Ant-Man in the 2012 timeline, then we've got the 10 years ahead of the finger snap timeline. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done, Brian, at the end of Avengers 4, do you think we revert back to right after the Avengers 3 finger snap, or do we continue forward forward? From the ten years post finger snap, something's got to happen. I mean, that's
5: that's the question. Where is this all going to get resolved? In which timeline? Yes. Okay. In which timeline is this going to get resolved? That's the big question here, and I think I, I don't
3: know how or or in which timeline it's going to get a, resolved. I feel like it's going to go back to post finger snap, but everything's okay now, rather than start mm. at the post ten years thing I think we're going to see that it's going to be bleak it's going to be shitty Mm -hmm. but the only time we're ever going to see that is in Avengers 4 yeah. Oh yeah yeah absolutely. I mean there's 10 years. They don't want to lo- we don't want to lose that 10 years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We and it would make no sense. They are they get themselves in enough trouble as it is not jumping 10 years well, ahead. I mean if you know Peter's not going to come back, you know, and in, in,
5: in 10 years in the future and Aunt May is going to be 10 years older and all this stuff and yeah. all these people come back and like they're young now. No, mm-hmm. this Also new ha- characters they introduce between now and then. Things have to revert back. Yeah. I, and I think like that how are they going to get reverted back? Like how are they going to to how are they gonna how are they gonna defeat Thanos? I can't wait to talk about that. Got theories on that too. <laughs> can't wait to talk about that. But um Let's talk I want to talk right now about like the future of uh Scott's daughter Cassie. Like we know that she's in Avengers four. She's being played by actress Emma Furman, who is also she was in the Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore comedy blended. Uh she's sixteen years old now. So this is that lines up. We've got Cassie in this movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, basically a six-year-old. If we're talking about a decade later and they hired an actress that's 16 in real life, this lines up with everything that Gwyneth Paltrow said in her, in her, in her interview. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like, mm-hmm. what has Cassie been doing for the last 10 years? Probably taking after her father. This movie sets that up, guys. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Like, it really does. Living with her mother, played by Judy Greer, and her stepdad, played by Bobby Cannavale, um she's probably she's living with them but wouldn't it be cool if she found one of the old wasp suits laying around mm. one of the old wasp wops- mm. wasp suits and she's been secretly working with somebody maybe maybe she's been working Bill Foster Bill Foster and she's also been training and she becomes Ant-Girl or Stature or Stinger or whatever you want to call her mm. by the time we get to Avengers 4 that's gonna happen guys yeah I feel like that she alluded to it and she's like, you
3: need a partner I want to be your partner yeah. Oh no, you know like I want to help. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we can't lose from the tenure though ahead, right? Somehow we got to get some of those cool tenure ahead concepts back to Uh, modern.
5: You aren't going to change. You aren't going to change how she feels and who she is at the core. She wants to fight alongside her father. She does. Yeah. And I think like what they're doing here is they're actually setting up. For uh, a possible Young Avengers movie, or like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That could be really cool. I
3: love those, yeah. that, the characters and kind of the conceits they do with that.
5: You know, maybe, maybe, maybe one of the characters that like is that does come back with them is just older Cassie or something. Yeah. I don't know. It would
3: be really fun to see like Scott see his daughter go from being six to sixteen and not mm-hmm. see any of the in between. Yeah. And a lot of the drama that comes with that. That would really break mm-hmm. his heart, honestly, to have missed all those the six to sixteen years. But then yet again he'd be very proud of like who she's become and what who she's, she's done, become.
0: You know? Yeah. I so, don't know why else they would set that up, you know, except for that like I missed her years growing up as this super heroine or whatever you know, yeah, being
3: trapped in the quantum realm yeah there's
0: and, there's got to be something to that because that was so important to this to this movie, okay, so um Scott
5: Lang's in the quantum realm, I don't know if he's ever i don't I don't think he's gonna meet Captain Marvel in the quantum realm i who, who knows he could meet someone in the quantum realm. I don't know we'll yeah. we'll find that out um some people were saying like right before Hank and Janet leave the quantum realm. I've seen the movie three times. I have not seen it. Some are saying there looks like a domed city in the corner of the screen. I have watched this movie three times. There does not look to be a dome city at all in this movie. I don't know what some of these reports and Reddit are talking about. What
3: would they think that that dome city
5: would be, hypothetically, yeah. if it was even there? Somebody started, like, you know, like, basically, we've got, uh, you know, Janet Van that's lived there for 30 years. Like, where was she living? Um, you know, what is she eating? How is she surviving? I yeah. don't think those are questions that we have to answer to, you know, maybe in the quantum realm, like just living in the quantum realm is enough energy for you just to sustain yourself. That's kind of you know? how I
3: bought it. I didn't wrap yeah. my, my head around that shit too much. Yeah.
5: Um, I do want to move into how will the quantum realm be used for in Avengers 4? We've kind of talked about this stuff, but I definitely think possibly time travel, definitely time travel. Mm-hmm. Janet already hinted at time vortexes in this. Um, time and space are irrelevant in the quantum realm. So in the comics, when the infinity gems, and they're they're called infinity gems in the comics, people in the six one six, they're not called stones. When the gems in the comics um, were taken to another earth or another dimension, those gems were powerless, and we saw that in the Jonathan Hickman run. They were powerless. Um, you could you could destroy a time gem. You could destroy a, 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 a an infinity gem by using it in another dimension. Mm-hmm. It basically. It's worthless. It basically just cracks and like, it's nothing. It just- Because that universe has their own infinity. Gem. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, could the Avengers try to force the final battle with Thanos inside the Quantum Realm, where the mm-hmm. stones are powerless? And could that explain the new suit that the Hulk has? Uh, maybe it's his Quantum Realm battle suit that he will use to fight Thanos. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we've seen the concept art. There's mm-hmm. concept art of the Hulk In Mm -hmm. a suit, is that a suit that they're going to, I know the, I know that the, 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 the concept art, the background looks like Titan.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It
5: looked like Titan, but could that be misdirection? That's Marvel all the way, guys. Yeah, I I
3: agree. And the quantum realm could like manifest those kind of settings too, if that's really what's going on there. It's kind of like, you know, outside space and time. Mm -hmm. So the battlefield could be probably a little bit manifested into what
5: it doesn't look like the destruction ridden, like red, titan that we saw it looks yeah it's it's a it, the concept art was like blue in yeah. the background it, mm, yeah, it kinda, just be
3: generic background yeah. that they just made a color just to not give anything away honestly yeah i like that though like having a big final battle in the quantum realm opens up the possibilities for like a greatest hits battle like pretty much anyone can be mm-hmm. in all your favorite characters that you thought were dead now are involved in this huge battle Hmm. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Um well, they're still trapped in the soul world. Like what happens to the soul world if you get the gauntlet in the
5: quantum realm? Oh, yeah. space and time are, <laughs> are space and time are relevant in the quantum yeah. realm, but the soul stone like having having all the stones in the quantum what happens to the outside world? Does it are we going into like Doc Brown territory where we've got like alternate Biff universe in 1985 where like Biff is like now that that universe doesn't exist anymore and when you go back to Hill Valley, like the
3: old Hill Valley exists now, you don't- I honestly <laughs> think that that's exactly the road we're heading down. That, that kind of thing is, is exactly what's gonna happen. I've yeah. kind of thought that for a while, that we're gonna alter reality and that our, our heroes are gonna come and do a reality that they necessarily didn't spend the time in seeing evolve yeah. into what it was. Yeah. I like, thought that for a while.
5: To- Tony's dealing with, it's, ten years later, it's probably like Tony's dealing with the ramifications of having Peter Parker die. I mean, can you imagine like aunt may kind of like, where's my, where's my nephew Where was, yeah. and like, what happened? You know, like, well, and, 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 and Tony not being able to tell her, like, like, I know like why all these people are gone now. Like we don't know how the, the media is going to spin this to people. Yeah, like they can badly, you know, like yeah. people, people on earth just know like these things showed up and like, all these people are like these different uh, ships showed up, and like people are gone now. Like, yeah. like you know, Tony feels like one hundred percent to blame for all of
3: this. Uh, you know, yeah, like, he saw visions knowing that this mm. could happen, and he still didn't wasn't able to stop it.
5: Yeah, and so like, how is he going to? Tony's got to. I mean, Tony's got to talk to Aunt May because they were together. Like, uh, I just, uh, well, he was on the school trip? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I feel like there has to be like an impactful Tony moment with aunt may where he talks to her or something in avengers 4 well you know what really bothered me about infinity war and that whole peter parker scene like what he's in the he's in the bus and he's sitting there with ned leads yeah. Yeah. and he says ned like cause a distraction and ned like yells like oh my god look a spaceship peter parker gets out of the bus there's a zillion cars behind them and like I know there's a spaceship but you're telling me like nobody notices a kid like climbs out of a bus (laughs) wearing a
3: Spider-Man fucking uh, you know mask and swings off underneath the bridge I mean they do notice them but you still aren't going to be able to pick that kid out of a police lineup right like think about you looking outside of your car at things going on like it's very it's like you're not going to know oh the chances of it being someone that knows who this bus at that time
5: was in front of me, and the name of the school is on the bus. Like you've got it narrowed down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what are you going to do at that point? Go ransack a lot. I guess you just hope that everybody that saw him get out of that bus turned to ash later. I, <laughs> I wish
0: that, would would
3: that would be handy. That would be handy. I hope that a busload of children got. Ash I'm not too. trying to pick nits. It's just something I thought about when no, I watched. It's, it's interesting, but that, I, I've, mm-hmm. I, the reason I have such Thanks. a quick answer is I picked the same nit. Yeah. Like it's like oh Spider-Man just doing this all in front of everyone, but I was, that's how I sold it to myself. Was it's like who is really seeing this that can actually go? Oh, that's Peter fucking Parker jumping out of the bus and turned it into Spider-Man. I'm just saying that's a school bus. It's from this school because the name is on the side of the bus. Yeah,
5: and uh, what I'm sure that they've got a log of all the children that are on this bus at said time, like. You know, I, I'm just saying. Like, maybe it doesn't matter anymore because like half of the population is gone, and I think like <laughs> that's going to be like the big story here. Maybe like m- this might be like on the uh, last page of the, the the Daily Planet. Like, yeah uh kid swings out of a goddamn bus.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And uh Yeah. Did Peter make a rash, bad decision there for his identity? A hundred percent Yeah. I agree <laughs> yeah. with you. But luckily the results made up for I'm his, picking
5: nits, man. Yeah. I'm picking nits. It's not I, you know, i just it's just something that popped into my head for that moment. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It it it, it, uh, it stood out more to me than the goddamn quantum realm problems that we've had this whole episode. <laughs> a child jumping out of a bus. You know? Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about we're gonna talk about I want to talk about the suit real quick. I I wanna get back of course we're gonna get back to the quantum realm, you can't avoid that fucking shit. But I'm gonna talk about this suit that uh Hulk is wearing. Like why is he wearing this suit? Some are saying that the uh suit uh, makes banner makes banner turn into the Hulk when he needs him. Like it forces it. Like might be or- comprised of Stark and Wakandan tech, and so like Shuri herself may have played a part in the making of this suit. Um, and um, maybe it. Uh, it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't like that. That feels like a step back for the character. i, I, I I'm, too easy. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm leaning yeah. towards the suit not being a quantum realm suit but it's serving like another purpose, but I'm not a hundred percent on it being a suit to like, kind of like shock Bruce into being the Hulk either. Yeah. I, I, I think like, you know, like I was saying like quantum realm suit, like, ah, it's his quantum realm suit. I don't know if it's that either, I, but I don't think it's like a, a suit that's going to shock him into being the Hulk. Like it's going to kind of like simulate like his body's responses to turn him into the Hulk. And it kind of like shocks him into being the Hulk.
3: It like, yeah, it almost seems cruel when you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, if, if you but, look at his plot thread too, it's like, why would you make it so easy? You know what I mean. But I hold, on, hold on, hold on. Like,
5: like what, what it, what it would also be kind of like fun if it like forced his body to produce those, like those those same changes. So like like when he becomes Hulk and we see the Hulk, we get to see the the Hulk angry about being forced to be outside.
4: Mm-hmm. He's you all, all
5: pissy shit. Yeah. 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 Being
3: shocked into into being yeah. would kind of piss you off. But too.
5: I think it kind of takes away from like everything that. Yeah.
3: Happened in the in the last movie, yeah, what, so
5: yeah, what's it's a threat? step back story wise yeah. for the character. Definitely. Let's talk about the um how they're going to use the quantum realm fo- possibly to 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 fight Thanos here. I, I think that they want to fight Thanos. I think that they will want to fight Thanos in the quantum realm to make it an even playing field. So they'll try to use a, the quantum tunnel. Um Maybe there is a meeting of the minds here in Avengers Four. We got. Tony Stark, Bruce Banner, Bill Foster, you know if he 's still around um, maybe oh, oh. maybe maybe Wong is in these scenes, but he 's still probably going to be a puss and yeah. guarding oh. the sanctum centaurum. <laughs> No, I can't join you, Bruce so I guess, Banner. I gotta, yeah. I gotta guard the sanctum sanctorum and eat my fucking. Yeah, pick me up a sandwich though yeah, while you're saving the yeah, world. Get me a tuna roll. Uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> but then maybe, and Sh- I think Shuri is definitely. If Shuri is still around, which yeah. I, you know, I think she's gonna be. Yeah, fan, you know, Shuri is gonna be one of these people that's definitely talking about like how they're gonna be able to defeat Thanos here, and um, maybe they. Think about okay. Maybe they make a larger version of the quantum tunnel in Wakanda. They construct it, and then they can use pim particles to shrink it.
0: Because who else is going to
1: understand it, right? If anybody's going to understand it, it's going to be Shuri. Mm-hmm.
5: Shuri, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe Stark. Somebody gets a hold of that mini quantum tunnel on top of that rooftop, mm. and and they 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 bring it to Wakanda. Have Shuri kind of like. Build a larger version of the quantum tunnel. Then Shuri starts to understand pim particles from her talks with Bill Foster. Yeah, you could then shrink said large quantum tunnel. Uh, you could plant it somewhere, and then boom! Thanos is standing in front of it. Suck him into the goddamn thing.
0: Right. Because who else is looking for it, too? See, the problem
5: is, Mm. though, the problem is with Thanos, and one of the theories is that Thanos is using the Time Stone, and when they show him on the farm at the end of the movie, Mm. people believe that he's on a, basically like an older version of Titan. When Titan was thriving, it didn't have the problems that it did from overpopulation and not having enough resources. Okay, they I think that, that
1: makes complete sense.
5: I agree. And so he's basically out of time now. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's using the time stone either. He might even be using the reality stone. He's like basic, basically just kind of like using a different version, a different reality. I think he's trapped himself somewhere in time. Yeah, I think that he's trapped himself somewhere in time. But hold on, what did Doctor Spiro Mil- Mil- Michalakis say earlier? <laughs> Doctor Spiro said. Uh, if you spend enough time in the quantum realm, you could almost be like Dr. Manhattan and be able to control space and time. So, you don't understand. You're Dr. Manhattan. You can like do anything you want to within the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Janet Van Dyne has that ability. And so Janet Van Dyne, she can find him. She can use space and time to find where the fuck Thanos is. Mm-hmm. Bring everyone right. Bring to everybody him. right to him and then suck him into the quantum realm. They're on an even playing field... Hey, let's beat the shit out of him! I want my, I want my Thanos Hulk rematch. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see the look on Thanos' face when he goes to activate the gauntlet and the fucking stones
3: are just black and they don't do shit. <laughs> God yeah. damn, yeah. we're definitely going to get that. Hulk God Thanos damn! Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, if anything, the Russo brothers know how to do good cause and effect, and they didn't do that, so we could never see any kind of a, a right. payback fight for that. Yeah. yeah like I, I have a 100% I feel like we're going to see a lot of cause of effect even stuff we didn't know we were going to see cause and, uh, and effect coming in Avengers 4. I mean they didn't film these movies back to back so they could not be connected at all. I want to see Thor this time cut off his fucking head. Right, go for the head. <laughs> yeah. And
5: you know, say something like, you know, like yeah the redo. Yeah. Or you know like uh, there's there's also, you know, in, in the Infinity Comics, you know, like, you know, him getting frozen mm-hmm. behind like a like a block, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like transparent kind of like block, yeah, you know, and like stuck in it. And that that, that that way, you know, he's like just trapped powerless in the Quantum Realm and, you know, maybe we get Brolin again in the future or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. But we know we're probably going to get Thanos in the Celestials film that's been greenlit. So, there's um there's a Reddit theory about. <laughs> it's more of an Easter egg. It was posted in the Marvel Studios spoiler subreddit, and it was posted by Magnificent Giraffe um, on uh, Reddit. And it says during the post credit scene of Ant Man and the Wasp, when Scott is calling out to be brought back with no response, the clouds in the quantum realm behind him form into a smiling Thanos face. Wow, and so some are speculating. Some are speculating that it's also Dormammu as well, and that,
3: that's the rumor that I heard too. Yeah,
5: that maybe Dormammu is like going to be involved.
3: I hope so. I want more Dormammu. I don't want it that just be a flash in the pan, one movie thing. I think that would sell that character. Wouldn't short. that be crazy if yeah. Scott Lang's communicating with Dormammu? Yeah, that would be <laughs> cool. You know, Dormammu's been to the quantum realm. Yeah, come on, that shit small. Potatoes. Well, he's trying
1: to find his way back to back to the back to Earth, right? To, to fuck shit up. So, yes. I mean, it is conceivable that he, you know, found his way to the quantum realm in order to find his way back to get revenge on Strange.
5: Yeah. So, I don't know. That, that, this is, like, this is the stuff that's just been driving, these are the things, these are the thoughts that I've had, the things that, that have been driving me crazy after watching this movie that I can't stop thinking about and that I'm really excited for. And the possibilities are endless. Maybe some of these things will
3: happen. Maybe none of these things will happen. But it's still fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I think one thing you can guarantee though is that the Ant-Man, Scott Lang, and the Quantum Realm will definitely be a huge linchpin puzzle piece in what happens between, you know, Captain Marvel and Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's definitely not going away. Yeah,
0: right. And, and that's, I, I think that goes back to like, again, like why I like this movie is like it's, it's, it's very subtle. Like it, it, you, you can think about it a little bit or think about it a lot, but like it really does connect to what's going to happen mm-hmm. later on. Yeah. But when you watch it, it feels like a very intimate family. Like it's a different Marvel movie. It's a different like hero Marvel movie. No,
5: it doesn't sacrifice like it's what weird. happens. I don't think it's, I, for me, it didn't sacrifice like the main story. Like it, like it, I felt like other Marvel movies setting up, like, future films have sacrificed a lot of, like, what you've seen in the film. Mm -hmm. Like, Iron Man 2 comes to mind, okay? It's set up a lot, and I felt like the main story suffered because of the setting up. I felt like everything Mm -hmm. that they've set up here, they've set up before this movie came out, and they're also setting up stuff that after. But, like, everything in between, sandwiched in in between this movie, Mm -hmm. still, you know, it it didn't sacrifice that story at all. It just kind of, like, all organically kind of, like things happen. Like, I agree with that. People are interested in and quantum work, technology. Yeah. Quantum technology has been around. Hank Pym's been working on quantum technology for 30 years. He's trying to find his fucking wife. She went yeah. subatomic. Like, <laughs> yeah. these are, like they, yeah. this is part of the story. Like, do they have a 100% understanding of the quantum realm? No, they don't. Like, I don't. And I don't want them to spell it all out for us right now. I want to fucking, like, I want us to kind of, like, once we figure out, like, what the fuck they can actually do with the quantum realm, I want it to blow our dicks off by the time we get to, a like, Captain Marvel Marvel and Avengers four. Right, we leave Captain Marvel. The theories that I have here are going to completely change because mm-hmm. we're going back to the quantum realm in Captain Marvel. Yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna open up. They're gonna give us a, a few more fucking like nuggets of knowledge about the quantum realm. And like the theories that we come up with today are going to be completely different theories the day we walk out of the theater after seeing Captain Marvel.
3: Yeah, I right. agree with that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Once we know the connection between Captain Marvel and the quantum realm, it's really gonna like. Solidify yeah. what we're going to know going forward. Uh-huh. Absolutely, yeah, I agree with that.
1: So, I mean. is the big theme in Captain Marvel going to be the battle with the scrolls or is it going to be to do with the to dealing with the quantum realm?
5: Dude, it's going to be it's going to be a combo of both. It's going to be basically what they did here.
3: I feel it's going to be ninety percent of the scroll stuff yes. and ten percent getting it connected to Avengers Four. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. In the
1: same style that they did this, where they tell a single self-contained story and then at the end they tie it in or will it be a mishmash of the two?
3: I mean, we're getting an origin story here. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be at the end tied in, I think. Okay. But you'll, there'll be, it won't be like, hopefully it won't be just like shoehorned in at the end but there'll be foreshadowing to that end thing throughout the actual origin story. So you don't think it's
1: just gonna end like her checking out her beeper and then all of a sudden she just flies, jets the fuck out?
3: I mean, that could be the very end post-credit thing. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys hear about the uh, Thanos subreddit that eliminated half of its That's subscribers awesome. so that amazing. they could achieve balance within the subreddit?
4: Yeah, <laughs> that was great.
5: yeah the uh, Thanos did nothing wrong subreddit. Uh, banned half of its users as a tribute to Thanos. Even though the site's administrators were not pleased with the idea, the mods are moving it. They moved ahead with the plan to emulate the Thanos snap at the end of Avengers Infinity War, eliminating over 100,000 people. Um, That's and, fucking awesome. and uh, Josh Brolin actually filmed a Thanos snap for that subreddit. Oh, nice. Oh, what a good That's sport. great. So the moment that they did the elimination, you could watch the video of Josh Brolin uh snapping his fingers and then g- them getting rid that is beautiful
3: thing that is a beautiful thing <laughs> Yeah, it's so beautiful that I'd almost be disappointed if I wasn't one of the people snapped away. <laughs> there needs to be a website like where they have like a memorial wall. Yeah. Huh? Oh, and like, Pay tribute to like those that didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, poor guy, we upvoted this comment like fucking hundreds of times, but he still like, didn't make it. He's yeah. fucking dust
5: now, dude. Yeah. Like where were? Oh man, wouldn't that? Be, okay, so it's it makes perfect sense in the uh, perfect sense in the Avengers four movie that it's 10 years ahead because like that's a decade that's, Think about it. Like there might be like a a news story that we see. Like, hey, it's been it's it's the ten year anniversary Mm -hmm. of the Thanos snap. There could be we could see a memorial of like all the people in that city in like Manhattan in New York that they like. We're gonna see things change. The technology is gonna be different. We're gonna be ten years into the future, a world that has Wakandan tech too. Yeah. All right. So not not only are we're going to just see like where are the avengers now but we're going to see like what the future holds for the world that's 10 years post what's happened here how it's affected everybody and then also like wakandan tech being introduced into new york city and all this stuff it's mm. going to be this is going to be a great fucking movie they have it. to cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really desperately
3: has. needs to establish what happened to the normal civilians with yeah. all the people disappearing yeah. and i think something just as simple as Someone showing up to a memorial does a really good job of that. Yeah, just you do have to very quickly and not dwell too much on it, but let everyone in the audience know that this has affected everyone within this world. And Mm -hmm. now it's ten years later, and we we're moving on the best we can from it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Forget about the Man of Steel losses at this point, because the snap of the finger, you're talking about. People who make food, people who, yeah. you know, run
5: power oh, plants. Oh, my God. We saw, like, in that scene, we, saw like, we saw, like, planes crashing, yeah. cars crashing. That's yeah.
0: everything. That's your infrastructure. Like, what is that? You have to have Wakanda step in to save... Like, to well, do the left right thing. Of Wakanda anyway? Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. What's left of Wakanda? Yeah, but yeah. it's still
0: more than, yeah, still more than what we got.
5: Yeah. But we're going to be dealing with a world that's ready for this to possibly happen again if they don't know the truth. So like, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if like they all, like the whole world has like those kind of like force fields set up. Like mm-hmm. New York's prepared for that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what to do in to. case a finger snaps, PSAs. Well they don't know if it's a they don't know it's a finger snap. Yeah. They just know like they like have no, they have no idea about Thanos, do they? They don't. No, yeah, no, yeah. No, like, nobody saw Thanos. Like, maybe there were people that saw, like, like uh, you know, the Those children of Thanos, good. and they saw, like, yeah. the alien ship show up. But they just probably think it was an alien va- invasion that just vaporized, like, half of the population.
3: You think all the people that really know what happened are going to keep that close to the chest and not tell the general public about that? I mean, Tony Stark— That's made, a good question. Tony Stark— I don't know if he really wants to come out and say, Hey, you know, I played a part in this and I, it definitely makes sense with Tony Stark's character. And I'm trying to think of like who, I guess it would make sense that people would just be, it's basically a leftover scenario where it happened. We don't really understand why it happened, but we can't just sit here and fucking dwell on it. We have to move forward. Even if Tony Stark came
5: out to the people, the media could spin it any way they want to. They could be like, they could use it to their advantage. You know what I mean? Like,
3: they, they, they could, they could be blaming the Avengers. The we always hear like, oh, the
5: government's lying to us about everything. You yeah. can't trust the government. And they could just spin it here. It doesn't have to mean Tony could be angry about that. Like, you guys aren't listening to me. Why are you trying to spin this to, like, people
3: could be making money off this. Like, uh, you've got to protect your house with this Wakandan force field. Yeah. You William Hurts yeah. fucking Ross could be spinning this to fucking just squash all superheroing altogether at exactly, this point. Yeah, really what did
5: good. people during, what did people do during the Cuban Missile? crisis. They were building, like, shelters. Shelters and sh- bunkers in their fucking bases. We could be, like, hey, history repeats itself, people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, what are you gonna do to protect your family from the alien invasion?
0: God damn, that ties into the scrolls
3: again.
1: It really yeah. <laughs> exactly. Son of a bitch. Exactly.
3: <laughs> Just when we think we are safe, they're gonna be among us. They're gonna yeah. be making all these precautions to protect what we have left, but what we have left has already been completely invaded is what yeah. we're gonna find Who's out. Whose idea was that? Yeah. Wow. It, I our own it. protections will probably be what lets them easily come in. Do you guys, yeah, do, you guys, yeah, do, you guys exactly. do you guys, do you guys think Stan Lee was in the snap? Do you think that he
5: went up in Ash? Oh <laughs> I, hope not. I, hope, I hope Stan Lee's a scroll. I wonder if like, <laughs> like, like the cameo in Soul will be in Soul World in Avengers 4. Like we see It'll him. Be fighting around in the background, yeah. <laughs> like we see like, you know, like, uh, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, Samuel Jackson and Bucky and everybody that's gone and then like they get like
0: Excelsior, you know, like, I'm dead, you know? Like, I'm in the I'm in the soul world. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense, though. Like, why are all those characters together, you know? Yeah, definitely.
5: It's oh, yeah. Sebastian Stan mm-hmm. kind of, like, let the cat out of the bag,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. It Nothing else really makes sense but that. I think, did you guys see
5: that uh, Stan Lee filed a restraining order against Kia Morgan? Yeah, what the Yeah. Fuck? yeah. Well, Kia Morgan's a yeah. piece yeah. of shit. It's about yeah, time. It's about that. time. Thank God, I'm... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Why needs, would you do that? He needs to, and, and, uh, he needs to be around people that care about him. And, uh, rest in peace, Steve Ditko. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, really though, Steve Ditko. Rest yeah. in
5: peace. But I think that's all. That's all I have for our, you know, Ant Man and the Wasp talk. Um, we're going to wrap things up here shortly. Jay it was awesome having you on, dude. Yeah,
3: thank you. Yeah, Jay, Thanks it was for great, me back. man.
5: Sooner or better than
3: later, hopefully.
5: Yeah, we'll have well, you
3: back mm-hmm. on for a regular episode,
5: just like a regular episode. I'll do, not, I'll do a regular you know, episode. Just do a regular episode one of these days. Yeah, but uh, for sure. Uh, how have you been? Like, tell our listeners. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you've been terrible,
3: right?
4: Yeah, been terrible.
3: Yeah. Fuck life, guys. We're done with the <laughs> If you if, if you if, don't give a fuck about Jay, go ahead. You know,
5: Stop
3: the show right now because we're done with the Amanda loss.
5: But I, I just I, I'm going to throw out a few movies. I want to get your thoughts. These are movies that like uh, people don't know your thoughts about because yeah. you haven't been around in in over a year, and they might want to know. Uh, rate Justice League. Yeah, toss it. Yay! <laughs> uh That's horrible piece of shit. Rate uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi.
0: Oh, uh, Tupperware. Tupperware mm. City, baby. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I was curious yeah. about that one. I know one. You're,
5: you're watching Black Panther currently. You haven't finished it. I
0: haven't finished it, yeah.
5: Um, what about Solo?
0: Can I throw that out there? Did you see it? I, I, uh Man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> no? It's good, come on. Um, not a Tupperware, but it's a it, tough one. It, you're, it, it's, it's a taste it. It's a taste it. It's a taste it. I, I had a good time watching it. Um, not everything I hoped for, but I wasn't hoping for much. Yeah. You know? i don't know it's one of those weird ones like why was why was it made necessarily but i I liked it okay um sherlock gnomes (laughs) i I was trying to
3: think of it you beat me to the joke one i was gonna go for the uh the finale of 50 shades (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen that either i'm glad i got my sherlock gnomes in there
5: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, 50 shades freed
0: yeah is that real Yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yes, it is real. yeah, yes, Freed? It's the final. Yeah, they got freed. Yeah, uh, yeah
5: they were freeballing in that one.
0: Why would you get freed if you liked it? I don't know. What about the old Infinity War? You loved that? huh? I loved Infinity War, man. Woo! Yeah, fuck yeah,
5: loved that. Are you watching? That. Are you watching anything on TV? Anything like kind of like stuck out to you? Like, oh, you gotta watch this. You guys haven't talked. Why, why aren't you assholes talking about this? <laughs> voltron
0: <laughs> voltron <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah how is no. your never you? finished it oh they're,
5: they're like i'm like season 17 already
0: <laughs> yeah highly acclaimed from what <laughs> i hear did you watch castlevania yeah i did watch
5: castlevania though, the first season yeah well yeah. They, they, they haven't they're coming out with a second season i believe it's going to be extended more episodes but yeah. my god that i love fantastic it. i was happy about
0: that yeah are you watching glow uh, jay yeah, I have, I have, I watched the first season of Glow. Fucking loved it. I haven't watched the second season yet. Oh man, uh, it's, the second season, in my opinion,
3: is better than the first. I know you get. You know. I watched the first three episodes this week of the yeah. second season. Yeah. Oh, Mark Barron's character is such an asshole in it. Like, oh, it really gets my emotions on fucking ten. I'm like, ah, yeah. I yeah. wanted to uh, like you from last season and now you're being a big dick. Just, man,
5: <laughs> yeah. just, just kill this season, Jake. Just kill it, man. It's oh, like, man. It's, you're gonna love it.
3: It's so good. Oh, it's been good, yeah.
0: I haven't watched like, uh, you know, the- Altered Carbon, please. I haven't watched that God yet. damn it, Jake, Jake, that, that is like.
3: made for you.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Altered Carbon is
5: made for you. You will like, you will love Altered Carbon.
0: Yeah, man, I haven't watched that. I did, I did listen to your episode, but, um, yeah, none of the new Marvel shows. No Punisher. No. Uh, Luke I'm surprised Cage. they haven't watched Punisher. I would like to watch Jessica Jones because I fucking love. Did you watch the first season? Yeah, the first season yeah. was amazing.
5: Yeah. I'm still. I, hey, Lou, Lou, you yo, still with us, man? Yo. Have you finished yes, the second? Sir. Yes, sir. Have you finished the second season of Luke Cage?
1: Yes, I have, and I love that. Uh, I put Hold it. Hold on.
5: Uh, I haven't. I've got three episodes left, my man.
1: Okay, I'm not going to get into it, but it's a lot better than the first season. I put it up there in my top. For Marvel Netflix
5: shows, okay, I'm loving Bushmaster, man. I really am. Bushmaster's
1: a great, great, great villain. Great villain.
5: That guy and dude. That's like that's his fighting style. Yeah,
1: really
5: though. Yeah, It's it's awesome. Um, like they show, I've seen like behind the scenes videos of this this guy and that fighting style that mm-hmm. he does. It's it's incredible. That's just so. weird
0: though. For me, like the 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 Marvel shows have not gotten me hyped enough to really want to you know delve into them, but like. I'm going to watch Ant-Man and Wasp, which I didn't fucking even care about yeah. Ant-Man. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's weird. It was a weird fucking movie. God, I, I, I really had to think, like, the next day, like, do I fucking really like this or do I not? And I don't know. I, I did really like it. I had fun. Like, I don't know. I like the
5: i 'm going to be real big i 'm now i 'm small right like, i that 's fun i don 't know mean, it,
0: it was the intimacy that was, was my f- favorite part
5: of the first movie is the the the, the like i 'm going to get real small i'm i 'm in the tub yeah like i 'm really small like just the perspective and the way things looked and I like you know, like, now that they kind of, like, know how to do that, they they did it so well in this movie. Like, I love the scenes, like, the car chase scenes. Like, yeah. when they're in small cars. Like, we, I don't remember getting small cars in the first movie. Mm-mm. We didn't get small cars, little Hot Wheels, did we? No, I don't think so. And I, mean, I thought that we, was funny. Yeah, we got little car chase scenes. Yeah. You know, like her zooming around and like I don't know. There there was something the noise just made me laugh every
3: time with that. Yeah, yeah. I I think it
0: I think it might be like a a relatable thing. Like I don't know, like I just feel like this was very relatable to me and I didn't expect it to like blow my mind by any means as far as like a Marvel movie. I expect Infinity War to fucking blow my mind. Other than porn, what else are you watching?
5: uh no
3: if you want to get into the porn, like, tell me like, <laughs> i don 't know we can we can there's talk some about, interesting like, venues we could go down watch watches know. entire porn <laughs> these
5: days lost art. i don't yeah, nobody watches an entire porn, but like yeah. Yeah, and, and there are only clips anymore like they, nobody's uh, doing like a production, and if you <laughs> do watch the production i, I don 't know there 's something wrong with you, like, yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm not into the POV porn. Right. No, I, mean, I don't theater, need to go theater. down
3: that close. I want to see everything
1: happening <laughs> in the full screen on um, what I'm watching
3: Right. The POV, the POV a... seems like it's for really pathetic people. Yeah. Like it's like, that's me I'm now. going to imagine, yeah, <laughs> I'm so pathetic and lonely that this is me. I'm going to press
5: my face really close to the screen and this is
3: me now. And, <laughs> I want to uh, see all the things, things that I normally now. couldn't see while it really is POV. That's what, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my fleshlight with the assist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's POV, right?
0: It's, I, don't, I don't need to see inside somebody, you know, to enjoy that moment? No, we're not talking about like one of <laughs> get inside the quantum realm. You're talking about, like, Jay, are you talking like a,
5: like a surgical cam? Like
0: well, yeah, I
5: mean, <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish our audience some could of see that Jay's hand motions. Guys, let's see what her pancreas is doing when I'm sticking my dick in yeah.
0: <laughs> Like, no,
5: like, Jay, like, like, like,
0: like, I'm just like, this isn't getting me off yet. You
5: know? I need to get some porn leaks from Jay. Uh, honey, we need to stop. I see some
3: tumors. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be a turn-off, but... Yeah. There's there's some masses here. Hold on, let me finish.
0: (laughs) It's not just about the angles. It's about,
5: you know, all the way. That's what they're doing, right? Anything else? Like, anything else you want to throw (laughs) up?
0: Like, uh... Uh, I've been watching... I've watched all the seasons of Bering Sea Gold... And, <laughs> and Gold Rush.
5: Oh my god. I don't know what this is. You watching like, uh, no. what, what else are you watching? You watching those, uh, fishing uh, shows? And, yeah, yeah, and, uh, uh
0: what, is it? what
5: is that? Wicked Tuna? Uh, Wicked Tuna. Like, uh, that. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, what is it? Ice, 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 uh, ice truckers? Ice road truckers. Ice road truckers. Ice road truckers. Ice road truckers. Yeah. You watching a lot of that? Yep.
4: <laughs> how's,
5: uh, how's Chum Lee faring on the old pond street? Oh, Man, I think he got arrested. He did get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Uh they found a bunch of like drugs and money and, and guns and firearms and they found a stripper pole.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to top it off, they
0: found a stripper pole. Not yeah. surprised. Not yeah. surprised. <laughs> I mean, I know it's fake.
5: Yeah, it's fake. I know fake. it's fake, but it's I, fake. I enjoy it. <laughs> Jay, you, you gotta come back. Don't be a fucking stranger. I won't. Oh, agreed. I, I, I won't argue with Brian on that point. Don't be a fucking stranger. Come back. Just say, hey, I wanna, you know, like I'll, uh, I'll throw up the, the bat signal and, yeah. you, and, and Jay, you're a big Batman fan. You, yeah. you see that bat signal and you're just like, yeah, here. that's me. <laughs>
0: right here.
3: That's me. Turn I'm coming back. That. So just let us know. We'll you know, we'll do we'll, we'll have you come back.
0: Okay. And then yeah, we'll... It's
3: great. Not only seeing Jay, but just getting having the chance to have a place to podcast and getting to see you too, Brian, yeah. and all three of us yeah. getting to be it's in like cool. We're in the same room. room right now except for Luther,
5: which you like you're in Canada, so it's like yeah. you yeah. really couldn't like if we could have you here like if you could if you could talking about the quantum realm, if you could
1: <laughs> take we could a somehow <laughs> manipulate the quantum realm so yeah. I could be there with you. Exactly. At the same time yeah. as congruently being in two thousand twelve. Well, hmm. we should definitely work that out.
5: Yeah, and maybe like face-to-face, you could actually come to your real rating, which is a toss-it.
1: <laughs> I, I, oh, come on. Come off the bus.
5: I haven't You're killing me. <laughs> look me in the eye, Luther, and tell me this is a high-tasted, buddy.
1: I legitimately can't do that because I'm physically not here. But if,
3: I mean, if yeah. If you
1: were, I would.
3: I <laughs> You know, Luther's got a point that, that. <laughs> action figures at the end I mean that was <laughs> my yeah, they were
2: dope. It, it was fucking dope <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know what, Jay? Yeah.
5: I, w- I wanted to tell you this. I wanted to tell you this. Like, you were originally, you were going to come back, for, for the people that are listening for the first time, like, this is, Jay, what, you, you were on the show, you were a regular, you were here a lot, and then you were going to come back and you were going to do the Infinity War mm-hmm. episode with yeah. us. Things didn't work out that way. And it was, the Infinity War episode was our five-year anniversary. Yeah. And it was, like, oh. a big thing, and I was like, oh, my God. And I had a joke that I was going to say on that episode, and when you didn't, when you couldn't be on the episode, you, like, destroyed that joke. (laughs) You like snapped his fingers and the joke turned to dust. I was going to say... Don't try to take my moment here, Thanos. I was going to (laughs) say... I was going to say, this is our five-year anniversary. And this is also the fifth time you've returned to the show
3: (laughs) uh, after leaving. God damn it. (laughs) Jay's finally left four times that I've been fired. (laughs)
0: That's true. That ain't right. (laughs) Uh,
5: Luther, Luther, I want to thank you for joining us on this episode too, man. Thank you guys
1: for having me. I'm really uh, really glad to be here with you guys tonight. I'm sorry that I was too cryptic in my rating.
5: Glad that I I stayed awake. I want you to like, I I want you, yeah, I'm glad you stayed awake too. Luther actually fell sleep on an episode. That's a real thing that happened. But anyway, I want you, after we get done and we wrap recording, I want you to get on your blackboard and I want you to, like Bart Simpson style, write out I will give appropriate ratings from here (laughs) on out. And how many times would you like me to write that, sir? I want as many... I I am Mrs. (laughs) Krabappel right now and I'm telling you to fill that fucking blackboard and I want you to write it. That's your thing. I want tiny fucking writing. You do it real big and I'm going to tell you to like wipe it and start over. I want tiny writing. Yeah,
3: photos on Instagram to prove it happened.
5: Absolutely. <laughs> Thy will
1: be done. Thy will be done, guys.
5: Alright, guys. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, and that's it. Any final thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp or anything at all? No. no, thoughts. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Jay, Jay originally left the show because I snapped my fingers. <laughs>
3: You were I got eye, back to the eye dust fucking Jay <laughs> I know it, it was a 50-50 shot <laughs> I'm gonna take this risk
0: <laughs> Well it, it, guys It was very like it, it, You guys have been killing it in my opinion I've been loving Aww. listening to you guys Like mm. I couldn't listen to it when I was on the show uh, Just because I couldn't hear my own voice But like you guys have been <laughs> fucking killing it And uh I've been loving it And I wish the episodes were longer You know like I really do like when it ends, I'm like, God damn, what am I going to do with the rest of my night? So We couldn't do a long then one this week. We Jay, got just, on. Jay just sits exactly, around watching. Man, it's
1: almost, I'm almost starting to turn into a little fairy, right?
3: <laughs> Once
5: the episode's done, Jay just sits around watching POV porn. Like,
3: that's me. I'm pretending that's me. <laughs> now I can fucking jerk off. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm hitting that. It's not enough. Let's go deeper. You know what's crazy about this Is she has a penis on her chest, too. <laughs> just like the wasp. Somehow this time I'm lasting longer than 45 seconds.
0: <laughs>
3: uh. So many
0: angles, so many possibilities
5: with P.O.D. All right, guys. Uh, we will see you next week with episode 241. Uh, but just like all good leftovers say on their doggy bags, thank you for your patronage, and thanks for listening. We will see you next week.
0: Later. Later. Peace. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that.
2: There's already like 7 million podcasts Talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat But it's all been done before We don't want to be a copycat We're the leftovers picking up the scraps i'm cool kids it, it,
3: it's a trap
2: do, it toxic, do we love it he lets me race it like and break it pop culture war party subculture spill over like a vault you carry over pop culture burst pop culture i'm kids what this days already been set up to pressure only talent is the band that's singing in this pop culture leftovers, leftovers.